Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure, Run Fast on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel 99. It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Just after 12 noon in the East, and some other time where you live. Matt, in New York, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Hey, Ron, I got a theory about the uh, missing plane. Hold on, let's play the missing plane music. Matt, what's your theory? All right. First, a box of e-cigarettes goes missing. Then Fez's wallet goes missing. And then Pepper goes on vacation the day the plane goes missing. Mindfuck! Shelby. Mindfuck! Mindfuck! That's it. That's what I like when you do. I like when you repeat. Like when I do something weird and you repeat it. Yeah. I love that. Uh, we're going to get to this later on today, but an oil rig uh, worker just now, for some reason, said that he did see a plane go down in flames. Um, and then uh, there's other reports on CNN saying the plane could have landed as it headed towards a group of islands. Where's the fucking plane? Well, I was thinking about last night is that this plane was taken off from Malaysia and in the movie Castaway, when Tom Hanks' plane crashes, it was heading towards Malaysia. Motherfucker, I didn't see that movie. He crashes in that? That's how he casts away. I didn't know it. You know, years ago. Can I just ask one thing without ruining it? Cause I, did he become friends with a soccer ball? With his <laughs> wife's name? His real <laughs> wife's name? Might have been Rugby. <laughs> You think whenever he fights with her, he just yells out, You're no smarter than Wilson the soccer ball, you dumb cunt. <laughs> I, I added that part. I don't think he'd say that. I don't think Tom would say that. You know why? He's America's buddy. National treasure. The other America's buddy? Charlie Manson. <laughs> he can go this way. He can go that way. Everything he's doing is new, man. Uh, Big Fez Watley, you're being quiet today, and that normally means you got something in your noggin. You got something you've been 
Tell about Bob Louie. Oh, yes. This is great news for DC Comics fans. Because finally, DC Comics is going to have the upper hand over Marvel Comics when it comes to superhero movies. No idea what you're talking about. Does this got to do with Batman fighting Superman? Yes, it does. Good. So that movie is coming out uh, May 6, 2016. And it's... 2016? Com- two th- yeah, it got pushed to 2016. We, why are we even thinking about it? I thought it was this summer. No, it was going... What year are we in now? We're in 2014. Why would you be excited about a cartoon movie in two years from now? Because of its competition. It's going to be going head-to-head the weekend of May 6, 2016, against Captain America 3 from Marvel. Has Captain America 2 even been made yet? No, that, yeah, it's been made. It's coming out this summer. It's crazy. So, but three so is in I, the works. I, I, I want to understand the fanboy thing. You're excited today about something happening two years from now. Oh, yes. Two films that you've never, you know nothing about what they're made about. No, I have what? no clue. So help me out with this. Why does that make you excited? Sit down. Have a seat. We're all going to do a radio show. <laughs> because so I, I am a DC Comics fan, and Marvel has always done better at the movie theater, just getting movies out. Do you realize that you haven't said anything good about DC Comics in years? You bitched about them? They're finally doing something right here. But you said that they they were responsible for killing those kids and all these horrible things, and now you're excited about something two years from now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was just that psycho killer in Aurora. So you don't blame that on, the, on Batman and the violence in movies anymore? No. Hmm. All right. So go ahead and make your point. I want to hear it. So this is... DC is finally going to have the upper hand. They're going to crush Captain America 3 with Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman all in the same movie. This will crush the very dull Captain America 3. And this will be the turning point now where DC starts to dominate the movie box office with their superhero movies. All right, let me just... Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate for you. For okay. I'm the devil. I don't Uh-oh. like gay people. <sighs> I get all the gay people down here and I burn them. Um, I'm going to teach you a little bit about business. So let's say that this movie that... You think could be the biggest movie of all time, the, the Superman versus Batman. Yeah. Well, let's say it would have had a $200 million weekend, right? Or whatever would have made you number one of all time. Do you think it's still going to have that up against another superhero movie? Oh, yeah. It will not. It will, it will at least bite into it. If anything, this is a move by Marvel to stop this franchise from being as big as the Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've got all their things in on this one movie that's going to have a bite taken out of it from, like, a fifth lead Avenger movie. If anyone should be concerned about this, it should be DC. Not winning the weekend, which is something that doesn't matter to anybody, but biting into the business is what hurts. And I'm surprised that this doesn't happen more with so many of these movies being cartoon movies. You'd think they'd all be up against um, each other one at a time. Now, this was DC moving their movie, their Batman-Superman movie, into that date, knowing there was going to be a Marvel release. They didn't know who, which superhero it was going to be, but they knew Marvel was going to release a movie that same date. I think it's a I think it's a mistake from a business point of view. You know, it really is. 
Fez was trashing this Batman vs. Superman movie like two weeks ago. <laughs> Not only that, he said he would never see another one of these and that they were responsible and he was ashamed of his comic book collection. But yes, it was just a couple weeks ago that he said, this is the dumbest fucking movie ever. We all we think of these movies like they're businesses for like we're a part of it even as not like entertainment either. Well, they are business more than that. Just like football is really business. People or or even like people sitting around trying to talk about what uh, what player sells more fucking T-shirts. It's all business now. Business is entertainment for some reason. Um, but yeah, it does, it shouldn't have anything to do if you're an actual fan, you know, like I'm a fan of Paul Anderson, but it doesn't thrill me if he were opens at number one or crushes. Yeah. If I was like, look, my Paul Anderson crushes <laughs> fucking Wes Anderson's open. I just don't understand that thing. But if you are going to put on the business hat. Marvel doesn't need to, to fucking win that weekend. And as a matter of fact, Marvel and DC don't even need to beat each other. What they need to do is keep this fucking comic book uh, retard movie thing going as long as they possibly can. Because they don't have anything else. It's not like they can go, okay, people are finally sick of these kind of movies. Let's start making fucking, I don't know, detective films. They'll be screwed. It's like an art house kept in America where he's just in an apartment the whole time, just kind of in the corner. I would like to see that, though. Smoking cigarettes and worrying about who he really is. Um, this other Marvel movie, is it going to do big this year? This this uh, Captains of the Universe or whatever it is? Oh, Guardian, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, that's going to be huge for them. Another another Marvel win until 2016 when DC turns the tide. Well, this this is perfect. So you're with it now, and then in two years we'll have some dramatic payoff. Four billion dollars later. Yeah, I know. Marvel's Who bank. <laughs> Who cares? Um, here is uh, here's Rick in Brooklyn. Rick, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, Seth, I got a question for you. All right. Why Why wouldn't, and I'm not harping on you or anything. I love you. I loved you back in Florida when, you know, you were down go there. Go ahead. So here's the question I have for you. Why wouldn't DC go up against Captain America 2 instead of waiting until Captain America 3? Secondly, you call Captain, uh, Captain America 3 boring, and we don't even know what it's going to consist of. He's How a, can it be boring? He's a dull character. His name should be Captain Middle America. What's wrong with Middle okay, America? Okay, so here, here's what I'm trying to get to. Boring. Why wouldn't they go up against Captain America 2 if it's such a dull, boring, you know... They can't go up against Captain America 2. That comes out in a couple months, and this film hasn't been shot yet. I would have, like, if you were really against the Guardians, the what do you call it, or tell them it was going to bomb, we'd have something we could do on the show with it. But I can't sit here and set up a fucking premise with a payoff in two years, particularly when you switch your allegiances so much, Fez. I've always been DC. You just said two weeks ago, Chris said that you were trashing this fucking film. Because they're going to the go off script. They're not going to go by the comics. 
The Guardians of the Galaxy seems completely random. Like, there's alien people, alien I no aliens. Idea. I, can't, I can't even follow this there's one. a talking raccoon. But this is weird. This is the first time that it's kind of interested me because it's so fucking nutty. I hope they at least have a vignette where they explain how the raccoon talks. I mean, just give me I that at least. from another planet. A raccoon think, planet? Yeah, a raccoon planet, you fucking racist. God. Yeah, this this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, is going to be huge. And it's going to set up even more Avenger movies. Fez even agrees with you. So we have that drama on the show. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here's Jarrett. Jarrett, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, is it? Go ahead, Jarrett. Oh, it's Jeff. Sorry, no big deal. I got a question for uh, Fez. And, Ron, I'm Jeff. seeing your side on this. But, Fez, did you have any stock, actual money invested in DC or Marvel? No, because just emotional that- stock. I don't know how people can be fans of both. I just don't understand it. I've always been DC, never Marvel, ever since I was a kid. They're well, the same thing. Well, my question becomes this, and I think Ron brought the big point up. Like, if you're so invested, put some money into it. So when you see, like, these co- these movies make more money, at least you know, hey... <sighs> I wish I would have invested in Marvel. I think in like in the late nineties, you could have bought the name Marvel for like fucking five mil or something. They were in the shitter. They were doing awful. Then they just started making movies, and they realized, oh wait, this is fucking billions. And then they didn't even own their biggest characters, and they still. They gave away X Men and uh, Spider Man. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Fez, you don't see how anyone can be fans of both. Yeah. I just always found the Marvel characters much more dull. Much more dull. Um, hey, um, let's go over to John, Brooklyn. John, guy, buddy. Hey, fellas, million bucks. I got a prediction and a comment. All right, good. Prediction, May 6, 2016. Uh, Fed gives or gets his first head in a movie theater. Okay. And my uh, comment is... All the years that the word fanboy is being used, isn't that really code for fag boy? Could be. You feel proud of yourself? Change the letter, big man. I know one thing. I would not let anybody fucking call me a fanboy. That seems like you're ready to drop the gloves. If you have the name boy in your fucking name at all, and I'm talking, I'm looking at you, cowboys, you better be ready to fucking, you know. What about the best boy on a film set? I would actually have to fucking quote Springsteen. I ain't a boy. I'm a man. And I believe in the promised land. It's like saying the thing you like sucks and you suck. Yeah, you suck and your sucky suckness sucks is what they're saying. Uh, Fez, I can't set up a fun premise for this because it's too fucking far away. If you would have fucking had some attack for this summer... I just set it up, but the whole let's all. I thought that I swear to God, I thought Batman versus Superman was coming out this year. It's fucking being talked about so much. The same with the Star Wars. When people go, oh, I'm so mad at the Star Wars. I go, when's it coming out? I don't know, in the, the 2020. I'm like, <laughs> can't get fucking caught up in it. I need shit that's fucking rolling out ahead of me. Um, well, let's talk to somebody from the biggest website out there, and he's their number one writer, Mr. Jermaine Lassier. Jermaine. Hey, what's up, buddies? What do you say, pal? Uh, not too much. Actually, this, this whole, uh, it's funny, the Batman and Superman, Captain America thing, I sort of started, because uh, I talked to the producer and asked him about the release date, so you can sort of half blame me uh, about this. You love release dates, though. <laughs> I do. I really do. He's but like, I, I wanna... he's what I would call release date queer. <laughs> yeah. 
release date boy. Um, but I wanted to set two quick things straight about it. One, Batman vs Superman was supposed to come out in 2015, but they delayed it a whole year because of production problems, quote unquote. But from what I'm hearing, is they heard Avengers two was so good they didn't even want to be in the same summer as. Wow. And then, and now uh, since this whole Captain America three thing happened in the last day. Uh, Rumors out of uh, Warner Brothers International are that Batman Superman's already moving at least a week up. It might move into like late April. So here, they're already running scared. Here I didn't that think, doesn't even make it a summer movie. Here, I didn't think that we were going to have a payoff and fucking G-Baby came in and crushed Fez. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly agree with Fez. If they open on the same day, there's not even a, a chance. But you thank know, you, G baby. No, no, but but back to I, I I would also agree that they were going to be bigger, but to bite into that is crushing. If that's where all your chips are in your big movie, you don't want anything up against you except for a Tyler Perry rom com. Which, by the way, black ladies, he's gay. So stop <laughs> acting like this is fucking watchable. Right. Well, they, yeah, I mean, in Marvel, that's the reason they put these release dates out so, so far in advance. And that's why Marvel had this weird May release date in 2016. And then, yeah, then DC did sort of, you know, challenge them, saying, here's our movie. And then Marvel sort of fired back this week, saying, well, we're going to open Captain America 3. I'm not budging out of my release date. And I think, and then DC, uh, Warner Brothers is like, oh, okay, then maybe we'll move. They, they always open their movies in late July anyway, so that's probably what will end up happening. Fez, before you get one of these opinions, why not check in with G-Baby so you can figure out an angle for yourself. Hey, Jermaine, you're going to come in and do the show, right? Uh, yeah, in a couple of weeks I'll be back in New York. Yeah, what are we going to talk about when you get here? What's going to be the big topic at hand? I want something that's just going to fire everybody up. I don't know. I got I, so much can change in two weeks. You know, okay. uh, maybe it'd be the summer movies. Which I know you're the big fan of. I love the summer movies. I'm I'm popcorn fucking popcorn, Ronnie, Ronnie B. Bay. That's right. Yeah. Uh, or uh, you know, we can look at some of the uh, the indie movies I saw at Sundance, South by. So we'll figure something out. Okay, buddy. I appreciate it, man. I'm looking right. forward to seeing you, pal. Yeah, me too. There he goes. From Slash Film, the one and only Jermaine Lassier. This kid, you know, when we met him, I'm going to be quite honest here, he was a boy. But now, uh, he he went from, like, cub reporter to the big breaking news journalist. He's the guy who started. And you, you should have given him props before you went into that, Fezzy. He started this whole thing. Uh, Marvel. I, I'll tell you, the Marvel DC thing, I would have loved that fight before I discovered Vagina. I thought it would have been the most interesting thing to be in on. All right, it's 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Leslie also wrote in and says, I'm not a big fan of these super... Uh, hero movies, but I like that Fez knows that Captain America will be dealt, considering no one has seen the second one yet. And that was her favorite because she liked Rocketeer. <laughs> um, Steampunky. Yeah, Steampunk. And Marvel should just buy DC like Vince bought WCW. Like it's just, it's someday it, that'll happen. Yeah, just all become one, just their comic book company. Then then they'll you know spoon feed whatever they want to people the way Vince does. They'll tell you there's an app that you can start watching the movies on. What if in two years nobody even cares about superhero movies anymore, and Catherine Heigl releases some rom com and just crushes them both? <laughs> that that eventually happens to any kind of 
genre. You know, at one time, um, like two out of every three movies made was a cowboy movie. <laughs> they just people in the fifties. They're just watching cowboys constantly, and you know that there were fucking hip people then going like this. Seriously, another fucking cowboy movie? What is wrong with everyone? They're all the same. <laughs> yeah. And they were right. They were all the same. Let me guess. There's going to be some Indians that are going to get attacked. And now, the cowboy movies are so fucking rare that... that, Wait. These are a bunch of people running off a plane. Is that our plane? Is that the plane? Are these people safe? That was in Philly. They're sliding off. Is that us? Is that the missing plane? Is that missing 370? They got it. Is that the plane? They got it. It landed on land. Look how fun it looks sliding down that thing. So, Philly, they went off the uh, runway? Yeah, the nose gear collapsed on that U.S. Airways flight before, right before they took off for Lauderdale. Before they even took mm. off? You crashed before you even did anything? <laughs> if you're going to be in a crash, might as well be that one. <laughs> just, they have a fucking tire blew out. <laughs> I'm surprised that doesn't happen in every fucking fourth plane in Philly. <laughs> just the workers down there. Is that just, the end of the runway that the walk all the way back? That sucks. I'd actually wait for a fucking plane. I'm not going that far. We're changing the Hudson. We're changing the tire. Just waiting this uh, Hudson news here. You don't even know what the fuck you're saying. It's the Delaware River down there. It's not the Hudson. No, they what have the Hudson. Every- those Hudson news bookstores. You can buy a. Do you feel like every goddamn river in America is named the Hudson? The Dan Brown novel. How'd you How'd you work out today? How did everything make out? Just chatting, chatting it up on the dock. Took Daddy with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh look at Daddy, oh, special boy. Oh, look at him. No, nice. it, it was a sugar daddy. A large <laughs> gay man. Fucking... Hey, last night, here, yesterday you got your two favorite comics in, right? Um, yeah. Best friends, Tom Segura and Christina Pizitsky. Um And then I saw, and I'm like, this is your biggest fan, Shelby. He booked you. And they were so happy. And then they looked a little bit crushed when you wouldn't go to their show last night. Yeah, I uh, just had that early appointment this morning, heading all the way out to Brooklyn. Why wouldn't you have said, look, I want to, but I have a doctor's appointment, rather than saying, no, I don't want to go to your show? I don't know how much information we're going to be giving out here. Well, enough that they wouldn't have hurt their feelings. They were very funny on the show yesterday. Hysterical. Uh, Shelby's uh, one up on you now, Hicks. Don't worry. What about that other unmasked you were working on? I'll know later today. Will we be celebrating? I don't know. I I hope to be celebrating. What percentages time. would you give it right now? I'm going 50-50 on this one. Well, if this was an early morning one, I, w- I would even do it. Because I think this one would be a lot of fun for our listeners. And then we got another unmasked that we're not saying, right? Right, yeah. That's going to fucking blow everybody away. Uh, why can't I just say it now? Because it is going to happen, right? It's yeah, it's it's locked in. That one is a hundred percent. Do we have an announced date on that? Um, not yet. We're gonna get. Um, we're gonna do Top Berry next week, next know. Tuesday, and That's then after that. Yeah, I know. But w- why do we have to wait until after Todd Berry to make the announcement? I don't want to confuse people. No one's going to be fucking confused when they hear this one. They're going to go a. Holy shit, this is going to be fucking amazing. I got to be there. And then B, why didn't this even happen years ago? Now, instead of being amazed, I'm a little pissed off. I think they're going to show up fucking angry that they didn't see this at least five years ago. 
it, who who are you coordinating with? Wiki? Yeah. We'll coordinate it tonight. Say we we need an announced date. Okay. I will have that. Even if I don't announce it here first. I might as well just announce it. It's Ruth Buzzy. Okay. Cat's First of the all, bag. I know that you think that you're being funny. I would love to fucking have an unmasked with Ruth Buzzy. I would go on and on and on like who came up with the pocketbook idea. Matter of fact, uh, when I did the uh, thing the other night, I was making fun of Voss for using the word pocketbook. <laughs> that is up, Fez. Why don't you give that a, uh, an angry read? That is the uh, My Wife Hates Me podcast that was taped live this past Tuesday at the Village Underground. That is up at riotcast.com, and there's a link on the com. There was a really funny moment yesterday when you were interacting with the guests, and then you had one fucking, like, moment of dead air, and then you went into the angry plug. And they <laughs> uh-huh, just, just burst, screaming. They just burst out laughing because no one plugs like that. And they saw that you were uncomfortable for a moment. Um, this is uh, always funny working with people. Bonnie, if there was a moment of like a joke, got the laugh of a you know a five instead of a ten, she was ready to end the show. You know what I mean? Like if a laugh got a chuckle instead of a laugh, she go she would go, Was that it? Are we just gonna wrap this up now? Shut it down. She's ready to shut that <laughs> bastard down. So that is up on uh is it Riotcast? Riotcast.com. Is there a chance Riotcast wants to give me a show, Chris? I'm sure they'd love to give you a show. What am I gonna do what am I gonna do my podcast on? Whatever you want. Cooking. I'd like to do something uh I would I would actually love to do a fucking podcast of guys I grew up with because I actually have been sitting thinking about funny people. I've had the chance to meet the funniest fucking people in the world. But I still think the guys that I grew up with are fucking hipper and funnier than anyone I've ever met. Now, is that just like a nostalgia thing? Is that just being a fucking homer like Fez is with the DC? You know what I mean? Versus because that's what he got into at a certain age. But I honestly think everything I think is funny and everything is uh, I was cool is really based on what we decided our aesthetics were at a very young age. It could be that. Plus, I mean, you have good stories, so they are probably good. I mean, I think things I like now are pretty shitty. So, I mean, I, it's not like I would say the same thing. You don't think that the guys you grew up with are the funniest dudes you've ever met? Absolutely not. Well, you were a comedy nerd. You weren't like a fucking hangout guy. Yeah, but I don't think even my friends really... It's weird, like, now thinking of the people I hung out with in high school, the same things we liked were, like, very... Just, like, a couple things, and the rest, we all had our own thing. Like, like one of my good friends, we had, like, music, that's all, and then he liked, like, anime and other shit, but I hate that stuff. There's no reason we should have hung out. You know what's weird, though? But that's how I am with, like, internet people. Like, I have my political people I'll fight with, my independent film people I'll fight with, comedy people I'll fight with, and by fight with, I mean the good kind of fight, like, argument, like, no, here's why that, you know what I mean? I don't have anyone that I would say, overall... You know, we share the same interests. I have specific interest, internet, 
email friends you hate, for years. You hate sports, love video games and comics. What am, what am I doing at your house? Yeah. <laughs> that See, I didn't have those kind of fucking friends. But yeah, I think those that, doing a podcast like that would be fucking fun. Um, here's Ethan in New Jersey. You're on the Running Fez show. Hey, uh, Fez. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that Warner Brothers in D.C. It was reported have already blinked and moved Batman and Superman back a week to the end of April 2016. We just heard that from Jermaine Lassier from SlashFilm.com. Well, he said it was a possibility, but he's now you're being told it came in. Fezzy? I think week two Batman versus Superman can, will still beat Captain America 3. That I just want you to understand something. That doesn't count. It's the overall fucking thing that matters to those people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the ridiculousness of this argument that you've somehow taken, like the, Chris is right, two weeks after you said you hated those fucking people. You're we really don't know pissed. if any of these movies are going to be okay. It's better fleck as Batman. Who knows what's going to happen? With the, the, with the new Superman, who was awful. That last Superman movie was god-awful. And you even said that, Fez. You hated it. Yeah, it was really bad. But my dislike for Marvel overrides all of that. They're all bad. He's, he can't get hurt. Where's the plot? Where's the suspense or anything? It's a 1930s premise. Yeah. To take it to today is a ridiculous thing. Every one of these things should be set in the 30s. <laughs> it's the only time it made sense. The how quick we'd be on Batman's GPS. We would know who Batman is within 24 hours. And yet, we can't solve the greatest plane mystery since Amelia Earhart. What was... Um, scary plane music. No, there should just be a memory of me in a fucking surgery somewhere years ago. <laughs> saying the same numbers that somebody else won a lottery ticket on. Um, what was Anthony's theory? Anthony believes that this plane was hijacked and taken to most likely Pakistan, where it will be kept for a later terrorist attack. I wish we would use the word Pakistan. Um, no, not here than any other theory I've heard. I still kind of lean towards CNN uh, did all this, and that they are just doing it for, to get you know a jump on a story. What about GNN? I don't think CNN could fucking find their ass if it had a bell on it. They're not good at stuff. Also, the shoe bomber is also is is uh, come out to say that he uh, gave shoe bomb instructions to other dudes in Malaysia. I have no doubts it could be a shoe bomb. Yeah, but they just wear flip flops and Crocs there, so you could totally just see the bomb right on their foot. It's not a good plan. Um, here's Matt. Matt, you're on the Running Fest show. Yeah, uh, didn't uh, Ben Affleck back out of being Batman? I believe. No, he's still doing it. He's still in. He's sitting on a pile of money right now, going, "I know this is embarrassing, but I'm not giving it up." Um, here's our buddy Austin, Strong Island. Ronnie, do you know how over the Ron and Rap show would get if you guys decided to record something? I gotta fucking tell you the truth, though. And then I know this would have hurt his fucking feelings. Rap might have been about my fifth to seventh funniest friend. Oh, shit. I'm telling you the truth. I had some really fucking funny friends. Now... 
I still was on the top of that fucking pyramid. I ain't going to lie to you about it. But those were funny fucking guys. Now, Austin, you uh, were telling me that when you met Shelby, he kind of treated you like shit. Oh, yeah. I got that feeling, definitely. What did he do? What did this quirky weirdo do? Well, I approached him. I said, Shelby, I'm glad you caught a break. You're doing good. You're hilarious. And like I said, he didn't even look me in the eyes. He looked at me out of the corner of his eye and didn't even respond. He did acknowledge me, but he did not respond. I think I said, like, thanks, man. Why can't you be a pro? Why wouldn't you even look at our guests yesterday that you love so much? I don't know. It's just weird seeing people I've heard for a long time then suddenly looking at me. It just feels, like, surreal. You were talking to them, but looking at me, looking in a way like he was trying to get some kind of strength from me. You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those weird things. Segura was definitely weirded out because he was looking at him as Shelby was looking at you. Yeah. And it's like, Shelby, just fucking turn your Finally, eyes to the they left. couldn't take it anymore they just started fucking putting makeup on them <laughs> yeah, i'll work fucking, on that uh, fucking big a gave me a warmer reaction than uh shelby did One big a was a, looked like a million bucks the other night it was lovely know, to shelby. see big Next a time. um yeah i don't know maybe i want to do a podcast i back it you know the other the only other podcast that i would ever want to do uh, is one with uh, one of my kids. My kids are funnier than anybody in this fucking room. But um, one of them couldn't give a fuck about any of it. But the other one might do it. Now, that could really be fucking funny. But that's if Riotcast would make me a gigantic offer. Three and five, the perfect age for podcasts. I want, <laughs> my fucking dream right now is to call it Ron, Ron and Riotcast. That's my thing. <laughs> Um, all right, thanks, Austin. I got a hankering. Well, right the other night was a lot. Of, uh, the other night was a lot of fun. Play just a little bit of that uh, podcast because, first of all, Voss and Barney are the funniest. They're the funniest fucking couple. And it's like, yeah. I, I see, like, he wants to have these things happen, but he's not, he can't oh, handle with it. With a stranger that looks like me. <laughs> see, you know a, what I mean? A lot of husbands ask for threesomes, but they mean with another girl. No, no, not, no. You're, no. you're, you're bugging about with that's another fucking, guy? That's hack. That's hack. <laughs> Anybody Everybody's on girl. the spectrum somewhere, okay? <laughs> so let's not judge. That's really fucking funny. It's hack to be with two <laughs> chicks. God damn, they were funny. Play another piece for us, Fez. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm more aggressive, and she's like, you know, passive, Canada, oh, don't worry about it, everything will work out, we won't lose our house, you know, shit like that, Right. you know, and, and uh, so, you know, and, and there's a lot of stress in my life, but, and she sits back, eh, you know, uh, let me read a book, that's what she does, let me read a book, and, it's you know. It so annoys him that I read, <laughs> it's like crazy actually listening to those tone is so funny like being married really is impossible you know what I mean like to marry someone and then say oh, here's my opinions on marriage 
the two things that can fuck you up is um, in a marriage is to change, and that freaks out the other person, or they change, and that freaks out you. And then the other mistake that you can make is to not change, because everyone complains if you still have the same interest that you did when you were a little boy, you suddenly look retarded. You know what I mean? If you have the same things going on in your head. Um, Seems like an impossible dance to pull off. Um, yeah, it is. It really is impossible. And no one ever admits to that. But you have to do this. You have to somehow be with another person, partner up on everything, and then not have expectations. And actually be supportive of their interests that go away from you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're into something that I'm not? That's great. And not fake that, but actually feel it. That's a long shot for people to be able to pull off. Especially being genuine with the like of things. Because I'm sure a lot, I think a lot of people probably fall in the trap of you faking it. And then, and then it just layered down the road, turns into resentment, and then the shit just fits the fan. Um, you use the right word, though, man. Like is so much more important than fucking love. You know what I mean? Like, actually liking in the long run beats the shit out of, you know, the excitement of love. Because love's kind it, love fucks people up because people just confuse like lust with love right and then they'll just and it becomes crazy and obsessive yeah I think that if you lust for something you will convince yourself that you love yeah. it <laughs> this is what will make everything better when you're just running into a goddamn wall um here is um here's uh Richard you're on the run face show you're kidding me. Richard in Canada? Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Wow. Uh, I'm doing fantastic, Ron. Thank you very much. I've never been on a radio program before. Uh, I don't have a landline, so I hope I don't come across as a wanker and start fading out, etc. No, you're doing uh, great. Thank you. Just a, a quick comment on your show. I mean, I got serious specifically to listen to Howard Stern. It took a long time for them to have a portable unit up here in Canada. If you didn't drive, you couldn't get it. And for four years, I mean, I've persevered and loved every minute of it. <clears throat> but there's so many fucking idiots on that show that are sort of taking over that I just, like my psychiatrist said, change the channel. So I do. When Benji or Sal is on, click. Wait so a I minute. Started, you I actually just, went just, to the psychiatrist and said that you weren't happy with your radio show? No, I go to a psychiatrist uh, every second week for a myriad of reasons, but uh, that was just something that came up. <clears throat> so anyway, today was the first time where I changed before noon, and I caught uh, Fez's last name, and I immediately thought of a Seinfeld episode. Like, you know, Jerry always, uh, when he has a confrontation with Newman, he goes, Newman. Mm -hmm. Well, when Tim Watley, of Breaking Bad fame, is trying to convert to Judaism, and all of a sudden he's telling Jewish jokes, mm -hmm. Etc. There's a couple times in that episode where he, he goes, "What? Well, yeah, we did. We did that one years ago, Richard. I know that you oh, know." Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I'm fresh to the show. I've, you've been on here for a couple of months, and all I got to say, it's refreshing to have real people. What you see is what you get, and uh, I've become a regular listener. I've been, thank you for having Artie on. He was great. 
And, I, uh, you know, his show is a podcast, right? I mean, yeah. I, I can't stay up at night. It's on the podcast. And uh, uh, a big fan and a continuing listener. And thank you very much for taking my call. Okay, buddy. And tell your psychiatrist you're really doing good. You're able to call your radio shows now and give your opinions. I think it works out for you. Here's our buddy Ezra. Hey, Ezra. Hey, buddies. What's up? Yeah. Hey, listen. I am so glad that somebody's bringing up how awful Shelby is in person. Oh, I've been to Unmasked. I've seen the dude. I am the one who took his photograph for the first time. Uh-huh. And so me and Foggy Otis in Unmasked, and we're like, hey, Shelby, how you doing? And like a deer in headlight had more life than Shelby. Dude looked like we were trying to attack him. Like he's awful in person. Dude, get it together, really. I asked Shelby about pro- uh, our I mean, that's terrible here. when a listener says you get it together, dude. <laughs> You're making me uncomfortable. You're coming to light here. You, you've turned out to be a failure as a human. Not even so much as a radio personality, but as a fucking human being. Um, it's ama- I want to go back to that other caller. And it is so amazing... How many radio listeners can get mad at the smallest things? The, you know, some guest shows up and they don't like them. They act like their 12 years of following you on the radio have been destroyed. Someone bitched at me about Vito and Norris yesterday. Now, do we have them on a couple of minutes a week? There are interns. They're working for free. We're trying to do a couple of little things for them. But I know they're not taking over the show. That's Vito has barely been on the air this semester. And the last semester was barely on the air. You can string together all their words. And, and this guy, he was like, fucking like, you're the puppet master, dude. You've really fucking <laughs> got me this time. You're trying to punish. And I'm like, I can't believe. I, I honestly was looking at this this morning and I'm like, I hope he's drunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I hope this was a late night drunk thing and not a human being that would actually be so concerned with something. He's put all the pieces together, Ron. He's figured yeah. it out. Madness. I mean, how could you listen to any show of any kind and think, I'm going to love this 100% of the time? I'm going to constantly be in love with this. These guys can do no wrong. It's like having three-hour Jerry Bruckheimer movie every day. Just things exploding with excitement. It doesn't stop. I'm always happy. Crazy. <laughs> Chris, that was your fault. Fu- oh, fuck it. I forgot. Shelby, I'm going to fucking do this for you. All right. You heard that lunatic right there, right? <laughs> so yesterday, I'm recording the show, the interview show that I do for a different channel. For Indie 104. That's for Indie 104. Yes, I was going to say that. It's not like I forgot the channel. For Indy 104. And these are some of uh, different. It's a different kind of interviews than they want on this program. Filmmakers, rock stars, you name it. I do it for them every weekend. Um, which, why didn't we rerun the Queen thing? That probably would have been a good idea. We can rerun next weekend on Indy. I don't want to rerun it a million fucking weeks after it happened. Although Queen isn't even going to be out until the summer. But um, 
So I'm doing this, and I asked Chris to jump in for a second with me. And I, I'm just going to point this out for the people at home. Chris is one of the stupidest human beings you'll ever meet. I mean, he's just, he's just plain dumb. And he was so dumb when I went to ask him something. A, we had to reboot the entire show. <laughs> the entire show had to re- be re- rebooted. And then, as I did that show and I'm recording the intros and outros, I would occasionally have to stop and bite my scarf remembering how dumb Chris was. So, Shelby, I wish you were here for this, but I'm going to replay it now. And it'll just fucking seriously... It'll show you. Uh, this is the thing where I give myself credit as I look around this room. Yeah. I got no one to talk to. Oh, come on. <laughs> I am with three fucking lunatics at all time. One so locked up with fear, and then when he gets a thought, it's, it's as, as stupid as you heard today. Shelby's the prickiest prick in the world who can't make eye contact with other human beings, and yet we let him in here. <laughs> and Chris is this drug-addicted drunk who's completely off the rail, who's burned out what little brain cells he had left. But look, no fear, eye contact right now. I'm looking it's at true. you right fucking you, now. That's the sad thing. You're totally confident. <laughs> I was totally confident yesterday when this was happening. It was <laughs> so embarrassingly funny that you basically shit all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there, if there was such a thing as mouth shit, it would be this. But if if I was a bigger prick, I would have just left it in. <laughs> but I didn't want to punish anyone. But it actually had me laughing so fucking hard that I was still laughing about it uh, last night. All right, so this is Chris Stanley on Ron Bennington Interviews uh, jumping in to help out a little bit. Uh, Chris, why do, you, why do you prefer independent film over Hollywood films? I feel that you get different sort of visions in, in an independent film that maybe that's more interesting than in a giant blockbuster. All right, there you heard it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You get different <laughs> visions in an independent film than you do in a giant blockbuster. <laughs> so... <laughs> You're so confident about it. <laughs> so yeah. confident. Yeah, well, it's, First well, of all, you should have left even how long the laughter went on for. It went on for fucking ever because the whole entire thing was shot. Let me just hear this idiot one more time. Play it for me. Uh, Chris, why do, you, why do you prefer independent film over Hollywood films? I feel that you get different sort of visions in an in independent film that maybe that's more interesting than in a giant blockbuster. Right, there you heard it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You get different visions in an independent film than you do in a giant blockbuster. So... <laughs> <laughs> you were fucking laughing so hard. I'd be able to. <laughs> oh fuck! I what were you like, even trying to say? I made a, a valid point. All right, look. There's when, what were you trying to say? You, an independent filmmaker has a vision for a film that maybe a goddamn Paramount won't agree with. So then he gets. And through independent cinema, he gets to make that film. Seriously. Yeah. 
That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Made sense to me when I was saying it. And in the time that I've done the, the Ron Bennington interviews show, I've only occasionally, maybe 4% of the time, even acknowledge Chris and bring him in on anything. And that's what he does. That's the fucking... You know, it was almost a thing yesterday. I was tired. Felt like the lead was there. Let's bring out the autistic kid and let him shoot a couple threes. But the, but it's almost like... You know, and everyone loves it when the autistic kid makes it. But no one ever says, Oh, what are you going to do if the autistic kid pulls his pants down and starts fucking a basketball and fucking your big court? Because that's autistic. what I got yesterday. I ain't autistic. <laughs> oh, shit, he's fucking the ball. He's fucking the ball. I hope it still makes the local news as a feel-good story. Uh, here's uh, Jim. Jim in New York. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I got it. I think uh, with the social awkwardness and anxiety, failure to make eye contact, and fragments of comedic genius, I think Shelby is a young fed. No. Why? Why would that be bad for you to be a young fez? Why would you hate that? Don't want to be old and gay and have no sex with any race or gender. Well, you're on your way. You're young and gay and not having any sex. Whoa, Shelby's gay. He just hasn't come to realize it yet. Some of us, it takes a while. Uh... We got a we got a break here. We come back. I want to talk about. Uh, oh, let's get into this uh, settler girl. What's her first name? Jen. Jen. Jen Settler is taking her ass to Vanity Fair. Uh, also, the comedian who changed my life, and a Selter. Selter is her name. Jen Selter. Jen Selter. And her famous ass. Uh, the video is up on the iBang, and you're crazy about it, Chris. Yeah, this thing is ridiculous. It's it's almost pornography. All right, let me say it really quickly. I mean, this girl had parlayed 2 million <laughs> Instagram followers into now she's on the... Because her ass is amazing. It's a well-sculpted ass. And she's showing it off in this thing. And she won't show the entire ass, right? No. I mean, that that's a porn pose she's doing right there. Another one. God, the ass is amazing. Oh. But I saw her talk once. Have you ever seen her talk? Yeah, I've seen her talk. She sounds like Dana. She's <laughs> Dana dumb because she's just a kid. She's 21 years old. She, does, she just now is able to get a cocktail. She does nothing but work out, work that ass out, you know? I mean, that's all she does. She doesn't go to school. She just hangs out with her mom. Yeah, but it's the same way as being an athlete. You're only sitting around doing one thing all day. I mean, she's smart. She's honing her ass skill. Yeah, she's taking her ass is taking her on. Well, that video's up on the iBang, and it's amazing. Yeah. And then on the other side of the, of the coin here, have you seen the video on the iBang where a woman takes her fucking truck... To get it washed at a car wash, and then power washes her own ass. Oh my god! Now you know how hard those fucking power washers are. You know they feel like they'll take your skin off if you ever get hit with one. She's comfortably power washing her ass in the Great White Slide. That's one hearty ass of hers. 
I mean, that's that that those power washers take paint off walls. Do they really? Yeah, and that's and else that's what they use in the subways tonight here in New York City. Which is just they just power, they're power washing the entire guy. Oh, that's place. how they get the blood off. <laughs> yeah, and feces. Who would think to themselves, "I need my ass power wash"? Well, she's also probably high on oxys. Why sit around and make accusations when you don't know? It's, you know probably. Both those videos, it's kind of a, a different sides of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> she could be the next gen set, settler, Selter. If she works at it hard enough. Well, all of us could. I hope she had enough quarters to finish the job. <laughs> the dude's doing it for her. <laughs> I bet he likes it. Well, gotta get that sand out of the ass. She seems fine after it. Uh, John in Kentucky, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Rod. Um, you know, I was thinking about this, and it could be Shelby's sexuality because he's having issues with, like, so it's just irritable and stuff. Because, I mean, like yesterday, what straight man would allow people to put makeup on them without putting up a fight about it? Well, he was a good sport. I mean, these are his comedy idols, and Shelby's smart enough to want to go with the bit. Well, would Chris let people put makeup on him? I think under the right circumstances. I mean, we put makeup on Fez, and he went into Times Square and kept saying, Welcome to Times Square, everyone! Only in New York! You remember that, Fez? Yes. Yeah. Zombie Gaddafi. Kind of short, that was a short response. <laughs> so there's not enough uh, warlords left in the world. Gaddafi is just you know one less. The world needs villains. You're right about that. We gotta have a villain. We gotta have somebody to be pissed off, and we gotta have somebody to fear. Keeps everything together. I mean, Putin stepped up a little bit. Putin, say you're probably really too young to remember the real Cold War. Where it was really like Russia was the greatest enemy, and someday, you know, that kind of, um, uh, you know, when, when we would make movies where the kids would yell at Wolverines and dream about shooting Russians, you're kind of raised that way, and that went away, you know, in the after in the early '90s, and now it seems to be back where it's okay to fear Russia again. Yeah, they used to love parading those tanks through town. Oh, yeah. Everybody line up. Everybody line out. Bring some fucking, missiles, too. Yeah, clap when the fucking cannon went by. There's a cannon. I I'm bet that's going to kill some Americans. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they were taught to fucking hate and fear us. Did you see the piece up on the iBang about the American parties, the people show around the... Uh, the world where France, Italy, they'll like have an American theme night and throw a party, and they always do this. They drink out of red cups, because they think that's us. Yeah. <laughs> and then they eat popcorn. Like, we're Americans, eating popcorn and drinking from these red cups. Anybody I know that studied abroad, they all think we own guns, and they... We do. And they... they this is not... This sounds kind of like a joke, but they just ask us, like, about Honey Boo Boo. Because I guess like that kind of gone viral worldwide that they yeah. all want to ask about that and like is everybody like that? They ask about the crazy great white slide. All right, so um, foreigners think we drink out of keg cups all the time. 
we got that coming to us because we do drink out of a lot of red cups in this country. There's like a song called Red Solo Cup that uh, one of the country dudes yeah. put out. That was a huge hit. Yeah, I heard it before. Um, now, the other thing, doesn't the rest of the world eat popcorn? Is that considered weird that we eat popcorn? What do they eat for snacks in movie theaters? But then? you know, you got to know that corn, you know, is an American thing. Like they never even had corn on the cob in Europe before Columbus came over here. A couple other motherfuckers came rolling in. We had to change the name from maize. <laughs> maize would actually be good. You got any maize on the cob? Another thing, I think, like we're all like I think that it's like the loud American stereotype, but also the way we dress. Like we dress really casual. Like they don't wear like sneakers nearly as much as we do. You say that, but do you ever notice how many European tourists look sloppy and wearing the sneakers and sweatpants? You can now? pick them out on the subway easily, yeah. and in Times Square around here. Yeah, they. I, it's always I, I'm always thinking I'm seeing people from Iowa, and then I hear them speaking French or Italian. I mean, they really do catch up on our bad fucking habits. Just letting loose in America. Yeah, just fucking <laughs> slopping it up. Maybe they can't get those things over there and they're just loading up on sweatpants while they're in the States. Uh, Phil, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I just wanted to say I, uh, I saw this interview on YouTube with uh, Norman Mailer and he was talking about going over to the Soviet Union um, you know, during the Reagan era, he was working on a book about Lee Harvey Oswald, and he said he got so pissed off when he got over there because he was thinking that, you know, here's our arch enemy, this big, uh, you know, nuclear power, and he had been trained to be afraid of them his whole life, and he got over there, and it was just like a little shit, poor-ass country. Nobody had any money. Nobody had any food, and he realized how much, the, um, you know, our government has lied to us about throughout the whole Cold War, you know, about that whole just about having an enemy and somebody to hate, you know, and to be afraid of. And he, he said he came back with a whole different attitude, you know, about Russia and the Soviet Union and stuff. Well, this is one thing that I always remember about Russians, is that when I was a kid, in a movie, if there was any Russian women, they were always, like, really big, bulky women. They would have, like, man hands, and they would, like, be massaging people and crushing them. And it would always be the joke of Russian women. And now, every fucking titty dancer is a Russian, and they're unbelievably hot. And I'm just sitting here going, God damn, they fucking bullshit me. It's the number one export. Every every strip club is just filled with Eastern European, like former Soviet bloc also, is, you know, right. along with Russia. And they're all just, yeah. Even porn stars, they're just, they're just getting killed with Eastern European women. Because still, there's not much to live for out there. No. They're broke dick most of the time. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all, it's all. It's really apart. weird when you think about. It, most of the world is broke dick. Most of the world is living month to month. Yeah, it's third world out there. That's where I learned from all these Vice documentaries just how shitty. I knew it was shitty, but I didn't know it got like a shit beach shitty. The Vice documentaries have turned out to be amazingly fucking great. That show's starting back up again soon, right? It's Sunday night. Yeah. This Sunday night. This Sunday night? Yeah. What's the filtered excellence? We never plug the filtered excellence. Here, pass it over to me. I'll plug the son of a bitch. I got no problem with it at all. Didn't even show up during the agenda today. Um... All right, the Cold Lands, Lily Taylor. You want to see that? Vice is on HBO. Um, 
You got plays that are out there. Dying the Chicago River this weekend. Bill Cunningham piece that's up that I definitely want to see. But every week on Friday, go to the iBank and make sure you check in with the filtered excellence. There's always really, really great things on there. Um, but Vice on HBO, and that's what night? Sunday nights? Sunday nights, yeah. And they rerun it constantly. Last night they had like a just a marathon of all the first season. I expected that show. I don't know why. Is you know goes to show your own prejudice. But I expected it to be like jackass. I thought people would be going to other countries and acting like ugly Americans. But it's been so fucking informative. I can't believe it. The show, like, and, and their like magazine before that, really like evolved from guys just you know like punk rock guys, and then now they're just they're. There's journalists now. They're actually doing journalism. and They actually had a show no one remembers that was on MTV before the HBO show. That was pretty much the same thing. Well, look at, look at CNN, MSNBC, Fox. They do zero international news. Zero. They are not interested in the rest of the world. Now, it's who said a thing, and we can scroll some tweets at the bottom. Yeah, we can run, you know, either fucking Sarah Palin's the worst thing that ever happened. Why are we still attacking Sarah Palin? She fucking doesn't matter. And yet, I'll turn on those shows, and it will. I had on um, Keith Overman today, and he was screaming about a hockey fight the way he used to scream about Bush. You know, he's just doing straight sports, and it just goes to show you... What a carny job. All that kind of shit is. It's just bullshit. It's fucking crazy. All right, we're going to break here. We'll be right back. Um, maybe we'll do a, uh, a little bit of, yeah, what do you want? We'll give away uh, some prizes. Jump into our prize closet and do this. All right, here's what we're going to do. You got Shelby in here. You got Hicks, Fez and me. You can ask us any question you want to. Ask us about ourselves. Or ask us about something in the news, past guests, stuff here at SiriusXM. If it's a good enough question, we'll give you a big prize. What's the first prize we got, Fez? First prize we have is St. Elmo's Fire, signed by Emilio Estevez and Rob Lowe. All right, that's That's a big one. Too fucking big to start off with. That's too big. Yeah, what do you want is the name of this. Uh, Lock it in. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want? Any question you want to ask in the world, to any of us, anything about past guests, anything out of the news, sports-related, film-related, comedy-related. Yeah, what do you want? And if it's good enough, we'll send you into the big-ass prize closet. Matter of fact, so many people have been tweeting us pictures of prizes that they won. we got to do something with that. Yeah, what do you want? Any question in the world, as soon as we get back, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dogs. Comedy Hits, Channel 99. 
Comedy fans, what's up? It's Jeffrey Gurion here on Sirius XM Radio, bringing you the 411 on what's going on in the comedy scene in New York and L.A. within one minute. So Nick Kroll and Paul Preventer like to say I know everyone in comedy, and I don't even know if that's true or not, but I'm going to be doing my best to bring you who's at what club, who got what show, and anything cool that's going down in the comedy world. This week was the launch of the new season of Bravo TV's Real Housewives of New York. By the time you hear this, I will already have attended the opening party and screening since I'll be featured on several episodes this season. Make sure to tune in. Out in L.A., April 10th, Brian Fischler, who you may know as the blind comic, is doing a fundraiser for Laugh for Sight at the Hollywood Improv. For tickets, go to HollywoodImprov.com. This has been Jeffrey Gurian, reminding you, you may forget a lot of things, but never forget that comedy matters. Follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey Gurian and on ComedyMattersTV.com. Shout out to Nick Kroll. That's my minute. I'm out. Ron and Fizz on Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy Hits. Buddies. It's the Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, time to play. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want? Any, uh, any question at all? And we'll give you an answer. Here's uh, Dan in St. Pete. Dan, what do you got, buddy? First, I have a correction. Vice premieres tonight, not Sunday. Way to go. Way to go, Chris. My second question, or my first question is, um, you mentioned a lot of TV shows that you watch, but none of your staff seems to watch them. So I want to find out, what does Chris Stanley and Fez and Shelby watch that you, you know? Give me a show that you guys watch that I don't. Shelby. How about uh, Breaking Bad? It's not on TV not anymore. anymore. Chris, what about you? Game of Thrones. Oh. <laughs> Resurrection. It's another Sunday night show. It's like de- Lost with Dead People. They're going to break up in the crypts this weekend. Uh, I have no idea what that show is. I saw one preview. They're bringing the little kids back? Yeah, it's... Uh, How do they get their body? How do the bodies work? That's what we, we still don't know yet. So, so far, two people in this town of Arcadia have come back from the dead. One's a little boy, one's, a, one's an adult guy. Yeah, what do you want? David Columbus, you're on the Run of Fez show. I got a question for Ronnie. Yeah. What's worse? To you, being in traffic in the Lincoln Tunnel or stuck in traffic on US 19 during in the winter time in, in Pinellas County. Uh, there's more people at the Lincoln Tunnel, but they can drive. Where on US 19 in Florida, you're running into a lot of elderly people who struggle with it all. Yeah, what do you want? Jeff, any question? What do you got, buddy? Hey, who do you think is going to die first, Fez Watley or Pepper Hicks? If I was a betting man, um, I'd say Fez Watley. Nice. Yeah, what do you want? Uh, Daryl in Boston, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. I was wondering what your first car was and any interesting stories that go along with it. 69 Chevy Malibu. Nicknamed it the Grey Ghost. Fucking. 
The whole thing's an interesting story. Yeah, what do you want? John in Brooklyn, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy, I got a question for that little luscious lip twink in training. What I want to ask Shelby is, every time I hear his voice and his whole uh, whole persona, he comes across to me like a David Sedaris. And I want to know if David Sedaris is his true inner, uh, inner influence. David Sedaris fan, Shelby? I'm not that familiar with his work, more of his uh, sister Amy. Oh, his sister Amy figures. Is that supposed to mean? Yeah, what do you want? Philip, you're on the run of Fez show. What do you want? Got a question for you, Ron. Yeah. What would, was your favorite unmasked and why? Um, well, first of all, so many of them are my favorites, but I can tell you that the one most people bring up to me, most comics in particular bring up, by far, Patrice O'Neill. The one that a lot of people go, and it was the second one that I ever did, but the one that comics go back and listen to over and over and over. I've done some really big names, but it seems like it's not even close. If some comic, and it just happened to me yesterday, and they came in, we're such big fans of Unmasked, and I'm like... When am I going to hear the Patrice part? And boom, you know, two minutes later. Um, out the other night, run into a comic. Loves Unmasked. Patrice always comes up first. Yeah, what do you want? Uh, John, what can we do for you? Yeah, what do you want? Hey, I'm uh, cruising down the road listening to the Almond Brothers' first album, specifically the song Dreams. I think it's the best first album from any band and wanted to know what you think is the best first album from any band. There's so many great ones. I'd have to say The Doors' first album, The Pretenders' first album, Guns N' Roses' first album is pretty fucking unbelievable. Um, but I'd, uh, I'd go in that direction. Yeah, what do you want? Dennis in Florida. Dennis, let's go to... Yeah, what do you want? Pat. Pat. Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, um, maybe go around the horn, maybe one person take it, but what's the top most impressive moment of your life, whether it be personal or on the radio? Shelby. Most impressive moment in my life, we were playing uh, football... Thinking like just a pickup game, and a player that would go on to play college football, I caught a pass and totally juked him out, and everybody like carried me off the field, semi ironically. But you were know, you wearing pads? No, it's just two hand touch. But okay. I think he like fell on his ass. The most impressive moment of your life was a two hand touch football <laughs> game. This is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Fez Watley. Uh, the first time I met the Nature Boy Ric Flair in person. Uh, Hicks. Avoided major, major jail time by um, getting some things past some police officers. Mine would be being with the people who were being born at that moment, being with the people who died at that moment, and uh, my first LSD trip, age 14. Yeah, what do you want? Holy shit to all of those. Uh, Rick in Brooklyn, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I just want to touch on one thing real fast. Shelby just said he caught a, a a pass for the football, but he couldn't catch a basketball from stupid Chris. That's Dude. true. You're stupid. Came out of nowhere. <laughs> hey, listen, Ronnie. 
got a question. Yeah. Did you ever do a one-time show with Ron Diaz, just bring him up to New York? Absolutely, 100%. Love to. Would love Why, to do it. How, how can you guys make that happen? Um, you know, under the right circumstances, I've always thought that we would do like a reunion thing one time. But he's been very successful in uh, Florida. I'm up here in New York, so... Um, yeah, those, that, yeah, I'm lucky I ever got to do that show at all. It was really a lot of fun. Yeah, what do you want? Teddy in Pittsburgh, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Ronnie B, what's going on? Hey. Question for you. For a guy that's never been to New York and you were spending one day there, what would you, what would you do? Where would you go? Where would you eat? Those kind of things. Uh, well, everybody gets to do one. Fez? Um, I would do the duplex uh, gay club in the West Village. <laughs> I, I Go to Mary Batali's place, Babo. I would head to the Comedy Cellar. Uh, make sure you hit the high line. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Yeah, what do you want? Um... Let's go over to, oh, our buddy Shreka Love. Shreka. Hi, buddies. Hey. If a girl was looking to get out of Phoenix, where should she move? Where would you recommend she moves? I'd say Portland, Oregon. It's progressive. It's not nearly as hot, but just great outdoors. Fort Lauderdale had some great times in spring break there. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Go for it. Fuzzy. Come to New York City, Shrek of Love. Yay. Um, Unpack my bag. Fuzzy, can I live with you? Sure. Really? Okay. This is, yeah, what do you want, Fuzzy? We can't be fucking around doing this. Has to be honest. No, oh, no, no, no. You can't live with me. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Gosh. God. That's so sad. I know. Yeah. All right, honey, thanks for calling. Yeah, what do you want? Andrew, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B., when you were doing stand-up, did you have an act, or did, did you just do crowd work? And is there any tape of you doing that? Uh, I did uh, both, and any tape that I know of is not, like, you know, broadcast quality. Uh, once I got in the radio, I pretty much slowed down. Any uh, stand-up stuff? Yeah, what do you want? Uh, Bertie, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddies? Hey, uh, a while uh. back, Shelby mentioned that he's been renting a room with a African-American family, and I wanted to know what's that like, and does that have any effect on his privacy and masturbation habits? I don't live with him anymore, but I ate a lot of plantains and heard the N-word a lot of times, which I had no idea could be used in so many different ways. And what did that have to do with your masturbation habits? Uh, didn't slow me down. Nice. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? James in Utah, you're on the Run of Fest show. Question for everyone. Mayonnaise or Miracle Whip? I'd eat poison before Miracle Whip. Mayo. Hellman's. Bring out the Hellman's. Bring out the best. Who eats fucking Miracle Whip? It's insane. Mayo. I don't get mayo on anything. I prefer any variety of mustard. Sounds like someone got jizzed on as a little kid. I'm coming back. Yeah, what do you want? Um, here's, um... Darren, Darren, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Yes, sir, Ron. I've always been uh, intrigued with your sobriety. It's not too personal. Could you tell me what caused you to get sober or something bad, or you just say, fuck it, I'm, I'm done? I think for me it's when you start to hurt other people as much as you've been hurting yourself. Everybody has their own kind of uh, moment of clarity, though. Yeah, what do you want? Terry, Terry, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I want to know what Pepper's favorite celebrity sex tape is. Oh, uh, Kim Kardashian, just because she was so famous at the time. But you admit terrible sex, right? Oh, it was a terrible... Oh, it was an... Oh, no, no, no. There's awful all around. Let's also admit this. There's no such thing as a hot celebrity sex tape, which goes to show you porn sex and real sex are two different things. And porn sex really isn't sex. It's some kind of aerobics fucking thing that they get into. It's theater. But it's not the way people actually fuck. When you see people actually fucking and they tape themselves, couldn't be duller. Could not be duller. Has there ever been a, and I'll ask this to my comedy nerd, a comedian sex tape in history? Comedian? I don't think. Would you consider Fred Durst a comedian? No. I guess not then. Yeah, what do you want? Joe in Seattle, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I was wondering when we get Shelby to sing a little bit of um, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Real quick, Shelby. I can't get no satisfaction. Got it. I don't know any other way. That's actually pretty that. fucking. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, let's go over to, uh... Yeah, what do you want? John, you're on the Run of Fez show. What is you guys' favorite wrapped candy? Wrap candy? Wrapped candy. Wrapped, like wrapped in a wrapper? Yep. Chris Stanley? Uh, Charlie Jolly Ranchers. Uh, Starburst. Uh, double bubble bubble gum. If I had to say, I'd probably just say something plain like a Hershey bar with almonds. Not all that big into store candy. Not a big fan. That's all I eat. Do you really? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner is just candy. Remember, this is, yeah, what do you want? You can't be doing your little jokes right now. You have to be serious. You eat candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I eat a lot of candy. Whatever happened to the candy man coming through for him? He said there was another box coming. I haven't seen it. Yeah, what do you want? Um, let's go over to Eric. Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. Uh, Ronnie, the other day uh, you listed albums that you cannot do without, which was pretty awesome. But I kind of want to get um, everybody's top album in the last five years. And I also kind of want to hear, Ronnie, what you think of kind of the new music with the little bit of the electronic influence. I haven't been able to get into it. It's been played for me a couple of times. I don't fucking roll, so that probably has a lot to do with it. It's nothing I could find myself listening to in my car. I said, I, and I can't get by this, the, the new Beck album has fucking floored me. What about for you, Shelby? Last five years, favorite album? Favorite album? Uh, maybe one by Tame Impala, the Australian kind of progressive, you know, psychedelic band. What about for you, Hicks? Easily a Dirty Radio by Sally Ford and the Sound Outside. And Vez? I haven't listened to an album in the past five years. Somebody actually wrote in to me. Remember that girl that was um, 
Eastside Dave grew up with her, uh, Nicole Atkins. Yeah. She has a song, she says, came to her in a dream. In the dream, David Burns of the Talking Heads was singing to her this song called Girl, You Look Amazing. And she got up, recorded it into her phone, and claims that, and it's like a number 10 song this week on New Rock. That's freaked out, man. Um, here's uh, Joel. Joel, you're on the Runafest show. Mr. B, I wanted to ask you if you've heard Molly the Intern's new song she's featured in by the Chainsmokers. It's called Selfie. You're going to love it. Uh, send it to me. Runafez at AOL.com. Right now. All right. Yeah, what do you want? Fezzy, let's get you in the head. Head in the game, buddy. This is Nicole Atkins. Sounds very pretenders to me, more than talking heads. Trey, you're on the Run and Face show. Everybody's first celebrity crush. First celebrity crush. Uh, Chris Stanley. Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> nice one. I think I saw Amanda Pete's tits in the whole nine yards, and I was like... Sweet one. Yeah. Didn't realize it at the time. Huge crush on Lee Majors. Uh, I'm going to probably go Goldie Hawn. And you notice how the generational di- difference that the show has. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here is Jay. Yeah, what do you want? Hey, Fezzy. Yes. Your rule. Listen, if I was your intern, I'd knock that nigga Sam's ass out and fuck him in the butt. Like I used to do in the Fed pen. None of these things are a question. Yeah, what do you want? Um, here's Dave in Columbus. You're on the run of Fez show. Hey, this is for you and Fez. Um, did that Lynn Austin divorce fucking over Darren Dalton put the Hooters on the map, or would they still be successful? Uh, I think that, I don't think that they had anything to do with it. That was really, uh, you know, Lim was their first poster girl and all that, their first big pinup. But her getting divorced didn't have anything to do with it. That was just a, you know, the, one of those right place, right times. The, fa- the the chance that you run out of food that no one else in the country has seen. You got young girls delivering it. It all just worked for those guys. Um, let's go over to our buddy, the Daily Leader. Yeah, Yeah, what do you want? Rest of your life, you only get one. Music, movies, or TV? Music, movies, or TV, you only get one. Chris Stanley. Music. TV. TV. Music. I can't live without that. Um. Yeah, what do you want? Uh, Here's uh, David. David, you're on the Run Fest show. 
Uh, yeah, Ron, I was wondering if you, Fez, and uh, Pepper could answer what your feelings were when Black Earl quit. Because I was just overwhelmingly sad for him when he quit on the air. Um, you know, I don't really have that thing because I still know Earl as much as I used to then. Um... So, no, I, I can't say that I was sad, Fez. I was weirded out because I didn't know what he was doing when he read his prepared statement. I didn't know what he was up to. And then when he quit, he still went to a meeting at Sirius afterwards. So I was still weirded out and confused on what he was really doing. I uh, I thought, I didn't believe he was actually quitting. I didn't think he would ever fucking walk. So I thought I was just fucking blown away. <laughs> You don't have any feelings, Shelby? I didn't know him then. Jay, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez, radio show. Yeah, what do you want? Open to the room. Uh, if you couldn't do radio anymore as a career tomorrow, what would you do? Chris? I'd be a Bitcoin trader. High school drama teacher. Plumber. No, you're being serious? Yeah, you can make like ninety grand. It's not. It's a growing profession. But do you have? But do you have any uh, skills in that area? Become an apprentice. All right. So if you weren't doing those, it would only be something to make money. Yeah, I think that's the point of a job. Not really? Jesus. The only reason why you do this job is to make money. No. But then what the fuck are you talking about, Shelby? What, what other skill? I don't really have any skills. Yeah, you don't have any skills here. I mean, yeah. for technically, it's the thing that you're worst at. We were just talking today, uh, before you got here, about how much you panic when you have to go on that board. What did you say you did yesterday, Chris? I asked him a question just about... I was, we were in the office. I asked him a question about uh, Profit, our program. And he, his eyes just fucking blew up wide, like deer in the headlights. My thighs had fucked something up previously. I could not picture you with a wrench in your hand going into somebody's turlet. Uh, Alan, what do you want? I have a question for Pepper. I was wondering if he uh, got to see Neutral Milk Hotel when they were in Brooklyn, and if he did, what did he think of them? I saw them in uh, Port Chester, New York, and it blew my fucking mind seeing the whole band together. Your mind was blown, huh? It was amazing. It was just an amazing, amazing night. They, were, they sounded just like the album. They sounded great. Jeff Mangum... He's a star. If someone sounds uh, just like the album, uh, I'd rather just listen to an album. I think the worst fucking accolade you could give someone is you sound just like your album. Well, I meant that his voice, sometimes people's voice get weird, and there was questions about his voice, whether it held up, and it has. It sounds great. So sad. Yeah, what do you want? CJ, California, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie? Yeah. What's been the best Blue Apron meal you've cooked for you and your girl? Damn, it's a very good question. There are so many great Blue Apron meals. I was just bringing up to the uh, guys how I made a Manhattan chowder last oh, night. Oh, that was delicious. That it's, was delicious. It's phenomenal, right? Uh, what yeah, about for you? Is I, I'm going to give it a thought, but what's your favorite that you've made so far? I just remade the uh, Italian uh, wedding soup last night. The, the, the soups are the best. The, the chowders and the uh, 
but that 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 Italian wedding soup with the meatballs and the and the spinach was phenomenal. So Dude, you know what? what? Do you prefer? That actually has me thinking about it. Uh, you know, even that <laughs> burger last week with the uh, pretzel roll, oh, the pretzel, yeah, and the yeah. melted cheese, uh, the Asian uh, coconut soup was amazing. I'm actually digging it more than I, I did when I started. But good call on the Italian wedding soup. I might even follow you into that. That's a strong All right, one. All right, peace. Luck, um, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, coming up, we're going to have a comedian stop by with us. Dan, uh, St. Germain will be here in a little bit. He's performing at Niagara tonight in New York City. That shows at 8 o'clock. And, you know, we don't promote this a lot, but we're doing a hell of a March Madness. And no matter how many times we have meetings about how we want to promote the March Madness to get out there, we always forget. But it's going to be a great one, and we're going to be getting a bunch of comedians to jump into this with us. So make sure that you go over to the iBang and sign out for March Madness. Got a Kevin Durant uh that we're giving out. Uh, Justin in Iowa, you're on the Run of Fez show. Try to be a question for you. Yeah. Hey, uh, of all the people, we always hear about your favorites that you have interviewed with your interviews and unmasked and such. What, uh, who's top of your list that you'd like to get living currently? Well, there's only, you know, Bowie. It's, it's always Bowie. That's just for my own selfish reasons. I probably wouldn't even interview him. I'd probably just keep saying, you're Bowie to him over and over. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Matt in Birmingham. Gentlemen, uh, I'd like to know what your favorite Grateful Dead song is. Wow. Uh, Stella Blue. Fez? Oh, I don't have one. Samson Delilah. I know none of them. Yeah, what do you want? Um, here is um, Dan. Dan, you're on the Run Fest show. Uh, blessing or a curse when um, the other Ron left the show. Well, you know, nothing's supposed to last forever, but I never would have came to New York City. I would have probably ended up staying in, in you know, Florida for a long time. And, you know, that wouldn't have been too fucking cool either. So, yeah, everything's a blessing, don't you think? Even the bad things in life turn out to be a blessing if you, you know, you view them that way. Yeah, what do you want? But the, uh, but the truth is, you always want to get the chance to do new things. Andrew, you're on the Run of Fed show. That's a very fucking good question. And what I would probably do is just put Steve Carlton in nine different positions. But I would not have Smitty at fucking third base. Putting Head Jones from the 1950 Whiz Kids. Sorry. Better fucking name. And I played ball with his son, who we nicknamed Jellohead. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, morning, fellas. Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering, if any of you guys could be a superhero, who would it be and why? If any of us could be a superhero, who would it be and why? Dr. Manhattan from The Watchers. The fucking guy was omnipotent. He became a god. <laughs> the Watchers? Or The Watchmen. 
You don't even know what the fuck Watchmen. you're talking about, guys. Uh, Shelby. I say Batman. He, you can just have a lot of cash, fuck women, Does rich. He? Oh, definitely Batman. That Stop guy's got brain power. I've always been a Batman fan. Batman. Long before he was born, I was He's wearing a cape. Long before Batman was born, you were wearing a cape? Long before Shelby was born. And is it because of your brain power? No, it's uh, that I wish I had. You paint a story with words. <laughs> I really do feel like I understand now for the first time. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um... Here is uh, Joe. Joe, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B, million bucks. Million bucks. Uh, listen, wondering why everyone pipes down whenever Fez tries to contribute. Always waiting for the follow-up line. Yeah, what do you want? Always give him a little bit of air so he has some place to go. Always hoping for that day. He just fucking takes the ball and runs with it. Yeah, what do you want? Um, Jimmy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yo, Ronnie B. Yeah. Yo, if you got uh, David Bowie on there, would you ask him about banging Mick Jagger? Absolutely not. I never ask anybody about their personal life. I ask people about their work. Very, very little interest in people's personal life. Um, but love to hear about their work. Um, here's Sean. Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B. Yeah. Personally, for you, what was your most embarrassing on-air moment? Doing a show with Fess. Yeah, what do you want? Um, Matt, you're on the Run of Fess show. Yeah, going back to your first celebrity crush, mine is Diane Lane. Diane Lane, for you guys in The Outsiders or Judge Dredd? Well, first of all, Cherry Valance. It's got to be Cherry Valance because the song looks best on both sides. And the girl from across the tracks is the only girl you really fucking want. The girl from the better neighborhood is the first fuck-up you have in your life because you put too much on her. Um, here is uh, Dan. Dan, you're on the Run Fez show. Yeah, Ron, this is for you and uh, Pepper, your favorite, I guess, baseball manager of all time. Oh, that's a fucking good one. You know, I grew up uh, with Frank Lucchese as a little kid, and he was a lunatic. And then I ran into him years later, and he was uh, like a scout or something. And I had a chance to talk to him, and he was just like, those were some good times, weren't they, pal? He was like, so old school. That's awesome. Yeah. We sure did it. And I'm like, God, how weird that I'm having this conversation. Um... All-time favorite manager? Who for you, Chris? It's got to be Joe Torre. I mean, really? I, I was, yes. I don't, I don't even think of him as much of a baseball guy. Oh, he is Mr. Baseball. I mean, it's a fucking right place, right time. You could have probably managed that fucking team. You could have had some great umpire arguments. They, well, those are always my, you know, Danny Murtaugh to me from the, the old Steelers was fucking great. But, um, I mean, the old Pirates... Uh, but that's also because he was a Delaware County guy. Um, who's the one I'm thinking of with the Orioles that was great for years? My fucking mind left me, and I'm with the baseball guys. Um, Earl Weaver. Earl Weaver, yeah. 
Uh, let's go over to um, Foreman. You're on the Run and Fez show. First off, Bobby Cox in a lock. Uh, secondly, to my uh, question. Bobby Cox uh, did less with more than anyone in history. Yes, but he got thrown out of more games than any manager, making him a really cool manager. Think of the talent that guy fucking had. He should have buried the fucking Yankees for two decades. They won the division for 15 years straight. And they that's it. Won the World Series. They would have won in the strike year. Come on, screw the Expos. Anyway, if you had to lose one of your senses, which one would it be? Well, Foreman, you've lost one sense already. Common. <laughs> Uh, Hexfield? Sight. Yeah, I'm going to say... <laughs> what? What? Hearing. I can't go around bumping into things. Smell. You give up taste with smell, too, though. I'll, I'll still give it up rather than hearing and sight. You really don't want to want... You wouldn't care what anything tasted like again? I mean, it would be a bummer, but compared to the other three, yes. Then you'd never know when your mustache was in your mouth. <laughs> um... Danny, you're on the Run of Face show. We're playing. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Hey, uh, my question is, anyone in history, who would you do radio with, alive or dead? You and Fezia. Um, Jesus Christ. You know, those things, there's so many people that you'd love to do radio with. But, you know, I was just talking to some of uh, other guys. They're just saying how there's no young talent coming up in radio. That it's really a dying thing, particularly talk radio. It's so fucking sad to me. Um, Jeff in Chicago, you're on the Run of Fez show. What do you want? Hey, Ron. Yeah. I have a question. I'm 44 years old, and I want to know if the Cubs are going to win a World Series in my lifetime. I can't see it, dude. I mean, I'm sure something could happen, um, but I, I don't see it happening any time right now. There's nothing to show that that jinx fucking team and that jinx city, well, that jinx side of the city, is ever going to get a fucking series win. And maybe it would suck if they do, because then they'd be like the Red Sox. And, and now who cares? The Red Sox won. They don't seem so romantic anymore. Dave in Columbus. Hey, hey. Yeah, what do you want? Hey, can I give you an F. Mary Kill scenario? Sure. Brooklyn Decker, Halle Berry, Katy Perry. Um, I'm going to take... Here's the thing. He can't marry fucking Halle Berry. Look how that fucking happens. That's a fucking tough one. I don't know which one of them I'd want to fucking marry. This is almost like fuck and kill, fucking kill, fucking kill for me. <laughs> Hicks, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to marry Halle Berry for the crazy. Mistake. Mistake. She's taking down better men than you. I'm going to kill Brooklyn Decker and I'm going to fuck Katy Perry. I'm going to fuck Brooklyn Decker. Again and again and again. <laughs> I think I'm going to kill fucking Halle Berry and then marry Katy Perry and live in a fucking cool pad. And probably end up being cucked to John Mayer. 
I guess I'm stuck in this weird marriage with Halle Berry until she kicks me to the curb. Dude, believe me, that'll be the luckiest thing to happen to you. <laughs> She'll light your shit on fire at night. Shelby, your turn. I would fuck Brooklyn Decker, kill Halle Berry, marry Katy Perry, but cheat on her with Deborah Messing. Um, let's go over to um, Lance. Lance, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Fezzy, I got a question. Yes. In which order would you blow everybody in the room? Go. I'm sorry, I didn't. I couldn't understand him. Give us your cocksucking um, thing for everybody in the room. Oh, um, Ron, Chris, Shelby. Fast. Is this reverse order? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm going to dump so much fucking cum in him. I'll kill him before you guys even get around to it. Good, I don't want his cummy mouth on my dick. By the way, he didn't have any time. Look how we struggled with our thing. And his just went off just so fucking quick. Um, Blaine, you're on the Run of Fez show. Blaine. Yes. Yeah, what's up? Which major sport and event would you love to go to? Down to Wimbledon... Super Bowl, NBA Finals, PGA Golf. Jesus Christ. Uh, Well, you know what? Since you brought it up as a trip, Wimbledon would be the best one. It's the summer. It's London. That would be fun. After that, I think you got to go to World Series uh, and get me NBA Finals. Finally, uh, Stanley, Stanley Cup. Give me the golf thing. And then uh, I'll go to the Super Bowl only because it's so much fucking jive. It's so much security and all that. It's a pain in the ass. No one else should even have to do that. It's too stupid of a question. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Bill, Bill, New Jersey. What do you want? Biggest, biggest car over 29 Hoo-ah! Uh, guys, would you be upset come April if Fezzy leaves? Well, it really hasn't been put on the table very much. You're a couple weeks away, Fez. And have you been in any discussions? I have been in no discussions, no discussions down the hallway, and the agent hasn't talked to me. What are you thinking? I'm I'm trying to stay positive on that. That no news is good news. You think it's going to go right down to the last minute? Oh, yes. Absolutely. It'll be over that weekend. One way or another. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, it'll continue over that last weekend, yeah. Right down to the Monday. Uh-huh, yeah. Monday at noon. What's your gut tell you? Uh, my gut is saying stay positive, yes. So give me percentage-wise. 60-40. Wow. I didn't even know it was that close. Yeah, that's 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 what my instinct is telling me. Maybe I would feel better if I heard something, but then I'm trying to think not hearing something is a good thing. Hmm. 60-40. What do you think his chances are, uh, Chris? I'm going to say I think he's he's at 80-20 right now. Positive? Positive, yeah. Shelby? 75-25. They don't seem to listen to the show, so that helps you. Yeah. What is the biggest negative for you, you think? 
Um, just uh, times where I've had trouble on the air, like when I cried about my father, uh, the anniversary of his death, things like the emotional things. Those are those are the things against me. I think, I think make just, me look really unstable. I think just the opposite. I think those shows work better for you than the I'm not talking going away shows playing the sniper role. I think that's a rougher place for you to be in. And it's kind of a dead air moments. The 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 not answering back or just stopping yourself tight. I think. Is what works against you. The screaming, crying fez, I think, probably works to your advantage. Although the day that you said this job was going to kill you, uh-huh. if I was your boss, I was like, I, I don't want to risk this. Because as the guy who works with you, I don't want. I don't think that you should be in here if you feel like the stress is so bad it could, could kill you. That's why I was thinking like the emotional things could work against me. Well, I mean, just that what? statement alone, where you were, and I even asked you if you were serious, and you claimed yes. Now that we're in the very serious, yeah, what do you want? Were you serious that day that uh, this job could kill you? Um, no, no, I wasn't serious about that. Then why do you tell me that you were? Because it was, I, at that emotional state, I felt like I was. But it, that was just in the peak of a moment. Corey, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron, how's it going? Good. Uh, favorite blues band? Not music, not uh, individual, but band. Favorite blues band of all time. Now, we're talking about... So I can't say John Lee Hooker. i got to say the Allman Brothers. What about for you, Chris? Can Heat. That's a fucking <laughs> weird name. That one shocked me. Fez, you don't have one? No, not out of, outside of Jake and Elwood. Uh, Rick in Brooklyn. Hey, Ronnie. All right, here's the prize-winning question right here. Okay. This is for the room. Lifeboat. You cannot include yourself. So if you're going to ask everybody else, it would be lifeboat between Fez and the whole room. Oh, uh, all right. So I can't. You cannot. I'm safe you would on the lifeboat. You're like a miniature. Okay. Like a miniature lifeboat. Okay. So in this room, and you can't vote for yourself, Chris. Who do you chuck off the lifeboat? Shelby. Shelby. Uh, Chris. Fez. Shelby. And I throw off Fez. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Yeah, what do you want? Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, uh, Ron, if you uh, stole a 777 airplane, where would you hide it and what would you do? Shelby's lips. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Jeff in New Jersey playing. Yes, uh, Ron. Um, the questions. Um, this is for the four of you. Who is your favorite coworker? All right. So let's not pick any of the on-air people. Um, who's your favorite coworker here? Michelle. You just met her. I know, but by far. Not even close, huh? Not even close. And she's the one who protects you with Tim, right? She's oh the yeah. Turn things around for you. Good call. That's a smart call. Chris. Liam. Liam is pretty cool. Backstabber to both you guys. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, all right, Spencer. Really? Spencer yells. Handsome Johnny's pretty good. 
Uh, I think the idiot that used to work in HR and now is the fucking social media guy. What's his name? <laughs> Ross. Ross. What a fucking... If there's ever a corny in the world, it's that guy. I always admire people who shouldn't be able to hold their job and do. And he's amazing to me. Um, here's Alan. Alan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, this is for all you guys. You're uh, you fucked up. You're on death row. You got your last meal. What's your choice? You know, that's to me always comes back to a comfort food, something you enjoyed as a kid. I might even go fried chicken, mashed potatoes, watermelon. Yes, that nice. may sound racist nice. in today's age, but I'm telling you, it's delicious food. Fezzi? Uh, a boiled ham and a whole boiled cabbage to go with it. I wish my grandmother could cook it. And by the way, anyone can boil food. <laughs> no one boils food better than another person. You heat up water and you ruin a ham by dropping it in. <laughs> and then you let that boil until the taste is gone. Uh, what about for you? Just a whole mess of Taco Bell. <laughs> oh. Just to shit yourself? Yeah. You're awful. Leave yeah. a mess. Blue and onions in a 12 pack of Budweiser. Be very, very honest. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want? What do you want? Would, um, would uh, Fezzy stay if they renewed his contract but had a 50% pay cut? Well, I don't want them to hear this, but yeah, I would stay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I would, I st- I would want to stay here. How about a seventy-five percent pay cut? I think that's too much. Um, here's a uh, here's Jason. Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, y'all are in charge of that uh, celebrity boxing. Which two douchebags you put in the ring to pummel each other? Fuzzy. Uh, Conan and Leno. Shaq and uh, the Flying Tomato from the Olympics. John White. Why? <laughs> I want to see the fight go down. <laughs> How about Clinton and Lewinsky? Wow. <laughs> and I'm going to go for Muhammad Ali and Stephen Hawking. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Because they're both in the same shape. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Travis. Travis in Maine. What do you want? Million and change, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, this one's for Fez. If you had that magic button to find that 777, you push the button, you find the plane... But a thousand homosexuals die. Do you push that button? No, I'm not pushing the button to find the plane. Wow. Uh, Dave, you're on the Run Fez show. Who would you rather do an interview with? Neil Young or Prince? Jesus, this is a great fucking question. <sighs> Neil Young. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Gorilla Bob, you're on the Running Fez show. Hello, boys. I'm still laughing at your uh, remark about <laughs> walking in Ali. <laughs> that would be a great fucking fight. Yeah, be close. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Fezzy, can I ask you a question? Sure. What's the most embarrassing gift you've ever given Ron? Oh, that's a good one. 
Um, I I would imagine people want me to bring up the matchbook, but the most embarrassing one for me was when I gave you the towel warmer. Oh, God. And it didn't work. I was humiliated by that. Because I thought... I have found the perfect gift. This is a great gadget that Ronald liked. Sure, $24. Why wouldn't it be the fucking perfect? <laughs> Can I tell you your most embarrassing gift you gave to me? Yeah. Friendship. That's the <laughs> most embarrassing gift that you could ever give me. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Jim in Ohio, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's the, uh, what's the best uh, movie you saw in the last five years? that very few other people have seen. I'm going to probably go with a documentary. Uh, Last year's act of killing was a mindfuck. It was probably more of a mindfuck than most horror movies I could ever even think of. So I'm going to go with that one. Shelby? I'm going to say Ballast. It's a very, very indie, and it doesn't even seem like you're watching a movie. This seems like you're watching real life. Upstream Color by uh, the, uh, Shane Crew, the guy who did Primer. What? It's on Netflix. It's yeah. Uh, and Primer. the interview is this weekend. That's why he's popped in the Hicks's mind. Because <laughs> let's play that thing that you fucking talk so stupid again. <laughs> Fezzy for you, Superman. Um, no, uh, it was when you told me about Bernie with Jack Black. Oh boy, any recommend uh, any recommendation? I'll take. It'll only be the gay ones, and then I'll watch it a hundred times. Same thing happened with The Serious Man. He just kept watching it over and over. It just grates at me. It just (laughs) grates. Like, yes, that's one. (laughs) Um, This is Hicks trying to jump in my serious discussion about independent film on Ron Bennington interviews, which you'll hear on the Indie Channel. Uh, 7 o'clock Sunday night, Fez? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. On Indy 104. I was going Central, though. Oh, yeah. Then you're right. I'm always thinking Central. Uh, Chris, why do, you, why do you prefer independent film over Hollywood films? I feel that you get different sort of visions in, in independent film that maybe that's more interesting than in a giant blockbuster. Right, there you heard it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You get different visions in an independent film than you do in a giant blockbuster. <laughs> So, (laughs) (laughs) you were fucking laughing so hard, I'd be able to. (laughs) I tried my best to hold that together to keep that stupid idiot fucking on that show, and I couldn't do it. It was a valid point, still, I I believe. This is the part that I love. He almost sounded like NPR for the first two yeah. looks. I feel that you get different visions. <laughs> like he's wearing a turtleneck and loafers. Sure, yeah. I, I got brought into the conversation I wanted to add. I'm sorry. <laughs> they use more thinking stuff than the, than the blow-up stuff, people. I felt like I brought a fucking date to dinner who was a fucking mongoloid and just started rubbing goddamn mashed potatoes on their balls. Got all my chromosomes. Here's my buddy Pit Doc. How you doing, Pit Doc? Hey, Ronnie. There's a question I've been wanting to ask you since Sunday. 
Can you do for me your James Mason impression? Here's the problem I have, though. When I do impressions of people, I notice I just say their name. So I'll say James Mason. And that's it. That's as far as like David Steinberg. I don't know why. I I would kill to have just a little bit of what Jay Moore has where, or Anthony has, where you could just jump into that and do a couple of lines of it. Ronnie, but, then, I, then can you say this for me? Yeah. How about that? That's fantastic. Uh, I was thinking about you the other day, too, because I found a pork sandwich place that was amazing. Where is it? Uh, well, it's down on the, uh, on the uh, lower kind of west. It's called Rocket Pig. Rocket oh, I've Pig. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, next time you're in town, you ought to eat some Rocket Pig, dude. I will. One more question. Yeah. Uh, Hicks, why didn't you uh, do a five on the South by South? What songs this year? Didn't you, ha- didn't you want to listen to 2,000 songs? I didn't. Uh, I didn't see the uh, the list come out. The uh, the actual file of all the songs. Okay, just thought I'd ask. Take it easy, man. Peace, my friend. Bye. Jeremy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah. Do you think the Indiana Pacers have a chance to win the NBA championship this year? Very slight. Very very slight. Very slight. I think we're looking at either uh, Miami or OKC. What do you think, Shelby? You're a basketball guy. You're Portland yes. again? Oh, you're Portland. Oh, place to move? Portland. I'd say Portland. They're on a five-game <laughs> winning streak, and Aldridge just went down with a back injury. Who would you pick if you had to bet money right now? Westbrook I, and stay healthy, OKC. I hate, I hate that team. I despise them for stealing Seattle's team. Despise them. It's not their fault. It is their fault. It's not Durant's it's, fault. It's the players' fault, and it's the fans' fault. That's the people I believe. Who I don't blame, the owners. <laughs> Wait. I blame the players and fans in that order. I don't blame the owners because that's capitalism at work. Um, Derek, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, what is the most important invention of all time? Uh, the printing press. Printing press changed everything. In the world, really? and the world's still fucking dealing with it now. Before that, the only information people would have is shit that they were told. After the print uh, printing press, people would be able to read things for themselves. Shelby, what do you think? Toilet, shitbox, huh? Boy, talk about an invention that hasn't been upgraded enough over the years. Toilet and toilet paper. Still the same. Also a bidet. I guess that was the last like upgrade to the bathroom. Not even in this country, though. Weird, right? The French are over there hosing their asses out. And the Japanese. <laughs> they just eat it off. Oh, God. Fezzy? Fire. Fire is an invention? Yeah, I think so. It exists in nature. Controlling fire is something, but fire is not an invented thing. It's like saying rain is a great invention. We do need it, <laughs> but we didn't invent fire. We got it from nature. But yes, you are right, without fire. It's weird to me, we're still the only animals using it. Come on. Think, hippos. They're afraid of it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it tastes good. Because this is what kills you about a dog. They'll fucking eat cooked food in a heartbeat. (laughs) They will eat it. Along with like a little puppy cake. Look at birdie dog, one year old. (laughs) Birdie dog having a party. Um, Fez never brought this up to me. I guess he got a text 
about a week ago, and I just saw it last night, but I get this picture, and I'm like, and I'm told, do you know who this is, these two little girls are? And I'm like, well, I recognize the one, my niece, and the other one is Fez's niece, and they're best pals in Florida, in school. What? They hang out together in school. Nothing with us putting them together. They go to the same school, and this was a picture of them at the lunch table. I was fucking cracking up over that. <laughs> and I think they might even be gaying it up a little bit. <laughs> um, and he's still not even reacting to that. All right, we got to go to break here. It is the Run of Fez show. Coming up next... Dan St. Germain. Very funny. Very funny comedian. Very funny comedian. We'll be joining us, Dan St. Germain. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious XM. Comedy. It's Channel 99. Back with the Ron and Fez show on a Friday. Dan St. Germain is coming in studio with us. He's going to be at the Pittsburgh Improv. That's March 27th through the 30th. Welcome to the show, Dan. Hey, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Dan, I'll say this right off the bat. You are rougher on a diet can of Coke than anyone I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that thing. Can you tell I've been to rehab twice that, yeah. by the Diet Coke? <laughs> that thing looks like a 9-11 Coke can. <laughs> like, oh my God, how did it still stay together? <laughs> this is my memorial to the Oklahoma City bombing. Ha- have you been in rehab twice? Yeah, outpatient and then inpatient. Mm. I think it's the same thing. So I, I, I down Diet Cokes like crazy. Just hitting him Just all hit the it, time? Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, still clean us over? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Just the way you say it, the lack of pride. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. I know what you mean. I mean, you know, if you, you know, <laughs> you know, you, you know I, I don't feel victorious because of it. I feel more like the Buffalo Bills. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I've been to the dance a couple times, didn't work out. <laughs> and now I'm back. You know, do you got to work at it or you I do? do it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you know, I had a couple of years and I went out and then I thought, like, yeah, I could probably try it, try it again. That's always disappointing, right? It was a nightmare. The reboot. No the reboot. It did not do. It was not great. Yeah. You know, they should not have brought that one back. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the that's the funny thing is, like they tell you, look, when you start using again. The disease kind of moves along to a certain point. You don't really believe it until right. you say it. You know? And then you do it. And then you're yeah. like doing blow with a guy named Satan. Happens so fucking fast. It's crazy. Happens so fast. Um, all right, it's good to see you. Dude, you're doing TV tonight? I want to be on said, Best Week Ever tonight, yeah. Best Week Ever tonight? Mm-hmm. And then you're doing something with Fox Business Channel, too? I did or? that on Tuesday. That was last Tuesday. How, but I don't want to be back then how there they, again. How something like that happened? What is it? I think they, I don't know, it was the first time I did, they just t- called me, it's like a libertarian show, so they called uh-huh. me, it's like, the cool kid Fox show, Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? <laughs> like, everybody's looking like, it's like, they're still, like, really conservative, they all look like they work at Apple stores, so it's this really weird thing. It was fun, you know? Are you a libertarian? No, I'm, I'm probably a big, 
big government liberal. <laughs> Just a giant yeah, government. Yeah, I didn't say that on the show because I was like, it's my first time on the show. I'm not really a political comment. You know what I mean? But I do hate, like, the, the one thing I hate about libertarians is all the time where it's like, hey, this doesn't work, so let's just get rid of it. Yeah. Instead of like, you can't just get rid of, can't be like, oh, these cops aren't doing their job. Might as well just get rid of the police force. You can't do that. Right. You but know? you did say something I, I like, is that most of us are willing to put up with a lot of crazy talk if it, if it helps our career. Yeah. Like, if you're on the Tonight Show and, uh, you know, Jimmy Fallon starts saying blacks aren't funny, you might not agree with them, but you're not going to start bringing up Richard Pryor. Yeah, he's, he's, he's screwed then because the roots are going to leave and then that show's going downhill. Well, the roots are actually becoming half the show, aren't they, man? They're amazing. I was watching them. Awesome. Yeah, watching them going into different songs last night as the conversation was going. They're the, uh, they're probably the best. They're the best late night band I think I've ever seen. Absolutely. Right? Well, you know, yeah, I mean, you'd have to remember that Paul Schaefer was such a shock to the system because before him, it was orchestras. There was like literally an old-fashioned orchestra. So when Paul Schaefer came on, everybody was like, what? You you can do this without suits on, you know? But now with the Roots, I mean, they're so talented. And the thing is, I always expected them guys to go, we tried it for six months, now we're leaving. But instead, they seem like they're into it even more. It's got to be so, because they were probably on tour tour for like, you know, ten years before that. And then it'd be like, oh, I just come here every day and I... Play stuff that's like yeah. relatively easy because it's in a studio. It's not like he's good. They got to do it outside. People who you know? would find the touring life exciting are people who never toured. Right, exactly. You know, when you have. Right. And then you find out, no, you're not going to all the different museums. You're not, you know. Yeah. You're just fucking hole, just holing up in hotel rooms. You know, in the beginning, because last year was the first year I started headlining. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like I said, like, oh, all the cool cities, I'm at least going to do like one thing. That's cool in them, and then that ends about six six dates in. Then you're sure. like, yeah, you almost get excited when you go to like place like Grand Rapids because you're like, oh, there's nothing to do here. I can just stay in my hotel and yeah. jerk off all day. It's and fantastic. even when you think it's a matter of okay, I'll pick up chicks in every town, it's a, it's not surprising. But you fall into this thing of. Just going back to that other waitress, you know what I mean? And it's like having the one-week wife. <laughs> Plus, it's like um, with comics too. Like I think people forget it's not like, like even when you go to that town, you're not going. You're not getting like it goes. They fuck whatever musicians. The hottest girl fucks the musician. Yeah. Second hottest girl fucks like the star arena football player in town. And then you get like third, fourth. You know what I mean? It's abuse like, victims. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, they're hot, or in, they're hot, and they've been molested, or yeah. they're fine. They're nice girls. <laughs> they're nice, not <laughs> hurting anybody. Yeah, uh, good to have you in here. Now, good I don't know here. whether uh, you know this. You're going to be here in, in the city tomorrow, Chris. There's a uh, white supremacy thing going on in the city. Yeah, there's a white man march happening tomorrow in two places on 59th and 5th, and in Jamaica, Queens. The- Why are the two different places? Uh, it's two different factions, but they're all underneath the umbrella of the white man march. How many people were we expecting? More people in the city, less in Jamaica, Queens. <laughs> See, the problem is that white <laughs> men in this country have had it so tough uh, for so long. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I, and you know, that's so nuts that I didn't even, I wasn't even like, fuck those guys. I was just like, oh man, those guys are going to get their asses. I actually, I wouldn't mind going by and seeing them mm-hmm. and just like <laughs> waving as they go by. You know what I mean? Like it was got to be fun. What time is this tomorrow? It's starting at noon yeah. in both places. Well, I like two things. A, 
I like a protest of any kind. And B, I like a protest that not many people show up for. <laughs> Those are always like four or five guys out there just like trying to hammer it home and they can't get it. Well, their big message is diversity is white genocide. I mean, don't... I think here we're all white men sitting around here. Right. And I know you have to think to yourself, if you're born with a white American dick, it is kind of like hitting the lottery. Yeah, it's you great. Know? The, the downside is we can all blame our lack of success on ourselves. Where You know what I mean? There was nothing yeah. to hold this back. Yeah, I, I thought because originally I got confused because I thought there was what was that march that was it was like a it was a white man march but it was more like guilty white kids oh. who like had too much like they felt bad about it yeah um, and that was in what Madison like I forget that uh, I like to was. go to that I like to go to any march I like to see a good march take place I mean Jamaica is is, a, is Jamaica Queens the most diverse place in the world right it seems like it yeah yeah, yeah there's 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 not many white people there to be totally honest Earl lives out there right yeah he lives out there yeah deep in Queens I remember I dropped Earl off in Queens once and I actually had to say am I still in fucking America New York City can get so deep sometimes yeah and the flyer for this poster, it has, I guess it's just a stock image of a pretty white lady and her kid, but are they, like, having relatives see this? Like, I did not know she was into this. Yeah, when you pose for one of those stock pictures, they can go anywhere. Uh, I could, at oh, least, I could easily be a kid abuse picture, VD. Some picture. chick just won a lawsuit because so of that, because she was in an HIV commercial. <laughs> what happened since Thanksgiving? I just saw her. <laughs> so she is. No, does she have any idea that she was in this? Or no? Probably not. I just took it off Google Images. <laughs> just heard a blonde kid. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. This is all for Facebook. Talk about your career going in the wrong direction. <laughs> um, I, uh, Chris, are you going to go at all? I might check out the one in Queens. Dude, is there a downside to, to being a white man? I mean, as we sit here, can we really say, here's the rough thing about it? No rhythm. Um, that's kind of... That's almost anti-black when you say <laughs> whites have no rhythm. You're almost saying there's something freakish about being able to clap. I think we just had it fucking made. I think we've rolled... I know, even like when I was younger getting busted... That the whole, you come from a decent family, go ahead home and don't fuck up again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're going to let this go because we know in the long run you're going to, it'll work out for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think just what you're, the only benefit could be like, you can't, you know, sometimes you feel guilty around people who've had it shitty. <laughs> Do you ever really feel guilty? Yeah, I, I have it sometimes. Yeah. Where you're like... You know, oh shit, oh, man! I don't get to bitch anymore. That kind of sucks. Well, Fez, yeah. I guess you've you've became a mi- minority late in life when you decided you were gay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't really identify because it's like these white guys that are marching. They're not going to be like marching to let white men start to marry in the country. Yeah, right. but the thing is, you know, unlike real minorities, you can pass anytime you want to. And it's gotten better in this country. That would be hilarious oh, yeah. to have gay a gay white power movement, though. Oh, I got it, Chris. Send this over to Shelby. Someone sent this to me just to show you how much the country's changed. I'm going to show you Fez a match game from 1973. I can't 
believe I didn't think of this. You got it, Shelby? Yeah. This is Match Game in 1973. Um, This is not a parody. I got it from a listener last night. Chris, do you remember his name? Stop it, Shelby, so we can start at the beginning here. Get the guy's name first before we play it. It's fucking great, though. Jeff and Savannah. Okay. Jeff and Savannah sent this. Shall we put it up? This is real. 1973, America. As a challenger, would you make a selection? A. A. That's what she wants. Jeremy Sandy. Everyone will play, and this is it. The police commissioner said, I think (laughs) Batman and Robin are blank. Where's Elaine? What was her last name? Oh, I can't, I can't think of her last name. She's a knockout, too. Yeah. Well, she showed up. I, I think. Huh? Elaine Joyce? Charles Wilson Riley. What do you mean? Elaine Joyce. Well, Charles Elaine Joyce dated J.D. Salinger in the 80s. I had no idea. You gotta keep up on these documentaries. It's crazy. Charles Wilson Riley was gay, right? Yeah. Police commissioner said, but never I said it. Man and Robin are. <laughs> well, we're going to be you can hear the full theme. It's quite lovely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why you weren't asked that. Now, Sandy, you think about it. The she police commissioner knocking. said, I think Batman and Robin are. Queer. <laughs> wow. Ghana. <laughs> Ghana. <laughs> How fucking funny is that? <laughs> and queer. the audience explodes. <laughs> Not even gay, queer. This was estimated by the panel. That's why I thought... Godless. Say that. Are you sure you're going to be a junior in the fall? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. Didn't you know the that doesn't mean anything. She's right. A rumor like that, <laughs> that doesn't fucking make any sense, what he just said. That's wrong. Time. Here we go. Her answer is Shame queer. Bobby, you. you know, I just have. You, you're getting married soon, aren't you, Sandy? So yes. yes. I just Not anymore. Be, no, when she gets married, I realize her husband will be sleeping on a Simmons. What? Oh. Oh. Sandy Simmons. Sandy Simmons. Anyway, just to redeem myself, I said queer. There's <laughs> a match. There's a match. Well, well, well. How fucking funny is that? that? Oh, right. Elaine, what do you have to say? Right, the same that is so interesting. Yeah. That is so interesting. He's like, he can't say it. He can't he say, won't it. say it. And then also said, I can't relate to that. And his friend says, thank heavens. Miss Reticent, would you show us your answer, please? I've never been so shocked in all my life. Yes, God. That pretty little girl saying words like that. Yeah. And those people behind me. I don't even want to discuss it. I said, love her. Love her. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was very progressive. Yeah. Everybody knew it. Oh, really? And then also, that's not a match. You know what I mean? No, no, that's not a match. Even though, of course, they were good friends. (laughs) Why is everyone talking in a southern accent? No, he said married. That's not a match. No, that that thing. That's so far. Yeah. Okay, the answer she's looking for. I wrote it in shorthand. What does it mean? Really? That's what it says. 
Fairy. Fairy. And that match. Fairy's match. Sandy scored three times with that. Half the celebrities were matched up. That is the funniest shit ever. And the host doesn't even try to defuse. He goes, yeah, we got a couple of queers here. That is so funny. When, yeah. did, when did queer become like you couldn't say it on TV thing? Um, I don't know. That's a really good fucking point because uh, I guess there it was comfortable to say that guy's a queer. It's early yeah. 90s, right? Yeah. yeah, it must have gone out and then come back in the early 2000s with Queer Eye. Yeah, but I guess that's because that's your guy's word, so you're yeah. allowed to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, your, yeah that that's okay. But I don't think that you'd even be happy now if you if you were watching the show and said he comes off a little queer. No, I wouldn't be thrilled with <laughs> that at all. Uh, yeah. What about in the case of a lot of people say Obama might be a queer? Would that annoy? Yeah, it still annoys because it's using that word as a really. Uh, they're trying but to you realize make that, Obama subhuman. But 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 you realize even the word means different, weird, or whatever. You know, like right. you're acting a little queer today. I think used to be on TV as he's acting strange. Why can't we all just use sinner? Right. Sinner would be nice. Yes. Sinner or future hell liver. Yeah, no, Godless heathen. Not Sinner, getting into I heaven. Even in mind as much. <laughs> wow, I, I can't believe that one on TV. I thought it was really I, I was I was watching it late last night. I'm cracking up and when it got the fairies, I'm falling fucked down. And I said to Chris, I said, don't show this to Fez until we get on the air. Because I, I want you to just... Because this is in your lifetime. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and how far away is the concept of gay marriage that Richard Dawson would say Batman and Robin are married and that's just dismissed? That's not even considered <laughs> get out of here. queer. But no. it's also funny how far back that seems... That was still homoerotic because, you know, comic books were still considered like, well, these are homoerotic fantasies. And you grew up your two favorite things, Batman and Robin <laughs> yep. and wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, uh, well, wrestling is one of my favorite things, so maybe. Uh, maybe uh, I tried it once in college. I tried hooking up with a guy in college. Did you really? Work. Yeah. yeah. What happened? I just couldn't get it up. So you attempted. He went up a little. He went down on me because yeah. he was like one of my best friends. And he was gay, so I was like, "He's doing really well now." He's like, "I like, I got a ten for gays, like, but for women, you know, I've, I went to college, I was able to pull like a four or five, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I just couldn't, you know. It was like I just it eventually got soft. So was it was frustrating, it. or did you just were you I was fucking wasted? Yeah, you just all fucked up. Maybe yeah. that's why you had whiskey dick. Maybe, Maybe it was whiskey dick. Maybe that's what's keeping me. But had you but I've never jerked off thinking to a guy, so have you thought of, had you thought about it before you attempted it? Um yeah. Because yeah. well I just figured, you know, why not? I've had a hard time with women. Let me right. just, just another hole. Yeah. <laughs> so you dog. almost thought of like from a jailhouse point of view. Yeah, like a real a nihilist, I guess, you know, like whatever. You there know. is no God. Right, yeah. Might as well cares. let this guy suck we'll just, my just, cock. we'll just see what happens. Yeah. So but I didn't get really into it, you know. Well, but I would have if I was by. That would be probably the best situation ever. Well, Woody Allen always said you get you double your chances for dates. Right. But uh, you know, you've done more with a man than Fez has. He yeah. Has, yeah. He hasn't I haven't been done with anything anyone. yet. Wait, when did you? When did you come out of the closet? Two years ago. And you haven't hooked up with a guy yet? No. 
You don't even get an escort or something? Try it out? No, that frightens me. No. Does it? Yeah, I guess, well, I guess you're right. There's actually that radio guy who died that way a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy with the parrot. Um, I don't know if it was a parrot. <laughs> it was in his ass. Why do you say <laughs> The guy with the parrot? I don't know. It's just, he got choked out or something. Like He got well, choked to death. That's and... the weird thing when Fez started to bring up to me that he was kind of afraid of twinks because they could get killed. I'm like, oh yeah, I never thought that a date could kill you. But then that made me think, but every girl has to think that at some point in their life. It's terrifying you know? being a woman. I mean, even if you get an escort as a guy, because I've gotten escorts before where you ha- you definitely have like that, oh, hopefully there's not a guy in a you know like in a fucking leather jacket next door ready to right you know beat the shit out of me if this goes wrong you know but even beyond that like walking down the street they could get raped and we we've never once had that concept we have that yeah. concept like a prison like i don't want to go to prison when some guy fuck me in the ass but the girl thinks to herself i don't want to go to the mall and get fucked in the ass by some dude and it's weird because the only time that if i would be honest the only time i've ever been weirded out about around a gay guy it was twice and it was because the guy was hitting on me hardcore and he was bigger than me and i was like oh this must be what a girl thinks of right like when she's not into it and there's someone who could physically overpower you you know? Yeah. That's it. They go through it all the time. They do it all the time. You're like, this guy could fuck me if he yeah. wanted to, or rape me. I mean, I like, don't me, know whether me. he's going to drop me off or choke me and rape me, is yeah. what they're thinking on first dates. Yeah. It's rough. That's fucking crazy. And you worry about that with twinks, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I remember back when we talked about it before, you said you would like, if I went out to eat with somebody, you would actually go to the restaurant and just keep an well, eye. Well, I would be on the other side, but yeah. I would do that as a straight restaurant. I'm not going to go to a gay club and do that. Well, I'm sure that you'd be fine though, if you just hooked up with somebody your own age. He's not interested. That's the, that's the only thing. I mean, if you hook up with somebody he who's in their minor. 20s, that's a, yeah, if you're in your 20s, then that's going to be tough. Someone's eight or nine. So he's eight or nine. I am not looking for an eight or nine-year-old. <laughs> Would you hook up with a 30-year-old? Is that too old? That's okay, too old. You that's, you're oh the most ster- you've been gay for two I years. You've become the most stereotypical gay guy ever. And by the way, he's, he, he knew he was gay a lot more than two years ago. He always said. Yeah, I, knew I, I been, came out on the air two years ago. You knew yeah. you have been gay for what, like? Seven, eight years? Yeah, but probably more like seven. What about going to like a massage place and just getting an HJ from some dude? What no. bothers you about that? Um, I, it's nothing that I... I'd like to just... I think I'm just more into the get a boyfriend, have a romance thing. Right, but before that happens, right. get jerked off. No, that uh, to me that just seems like it's uh, dirty. It is. Uh, yes, I thought that was the whole point. Get a nut off. It is, it is for heteros too. Yeah. Um, are you worried you're going to end up with Dan Dick? I guess they call it Dan Dick Nelson. <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the technical term. <laughs> is that your? It used concern? to be queer dick, but yeah. it became on PC, so they call it Dan Dick now. I would be. Yeah, very worried about Dan Dick. <laughs> well, I don't think you have to worry about that with an escort, though. Uh, you know, it's crazy. They don't care? I think they care about they anything. They get paid. Okay. Escort was the only time I, it was the weirdest thing where I had sex and I was soft, but I still finished. I've oh. never had that happen before in my entire life. I thought it was impossible. I thought so, too, but it was pretty soft. I guess it wasn't totally soft, and yeah. still, I still was able to... Right, my first time on your guys' show, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? Uh, I think it's because you've been to rehab. I think you're here. It. You have we're no. kind of in a circle. Yeah. You're ready to put it out. Bring out the spoken word poetry. Yeah. You can have trouble topping this on a return visit. Right. I'm just going to talk about whiskey jokes or something <laughs> next time. Dan St. Germain is in studio with us. He's playing the Pittsburgh Improv March 27th through the 30th, and he has his podcast, My Dumb Friends. 
How's the podcast working out for you? It's good. We just went to Bill Burr's network, you know, the All Things Comedy Network, yeah. and we're trying to, you know, move, we've been bouncing around so many places, so we're just trying to build the audience up. And you know. Is it about networking, though, huh? That's the thing that works A for A lot of it. I mean, I, you know, it's so crazy. Like, there's, there's like, shows that, like... You know, because I've been I've been doing comedy eight years. I've done mm-hmm. a, I've done a decent amount. I haven't done everything or anything, or done a lot even. But I've done. But then, like, you'll have somebody who comes in six months in, and they just figured out. You know, they're either a hot chick or some shit, right? And they or they or they're like appealing to a market that hasn't been appealed before, and then it'll just take off. You're you know? on MTV so, now. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, so it's just it's well, it, it, figuring my- out. It's, it's a fun show, and Sean yeah. Donnelly's great, and. You, know. you guys just fuck around different topics. Yeah, everybody every comes time. around and talks about like the dumbest shit they've ever done. So we mm. have we had guys. Taylor Ketchum is a comic who's hilarious. He came on and talked to us about how in high school him and his girlfriend had a candy sale outside of church to pay for their abortion. Like you know, like, but then like you know, like you know, a guy who got blackout drunk and bought a house. You know, stuff mm. like that. You know, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of a lot of you know, it's all comics. So we're all fucking disasters. Uh, here's uh, Ron and. Clay. Cleveland. How you doing, Ron? Hey, good afternoon, guys. How you yeah. doing today? Good. Good. Hey, uh, while you're on the same subject as the, with the match game, there was a uh, wrestling angle shot years ago with Jerry the King Lawler and excuse me, Jerry the King Lawler and Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant. If you YouTube it, there's two versions. There's a long version and a short version. But check it out, and Jerry Lawler drops all sorts of uh, F and Q bombs in it. It's very very uncomfortable if it was even going to try to be aired today. Well, I Check think, it out. Wow, yeah. I, I mean, Fez, you as a wrestling fan, you have to remember that you know, that whole sissy thing would be done for years, right? Yeah, Lawler has a history of it. I know the Jimmy Valiant uh, story, yeah. but also he was uh, he was feuding with Goldust yeah. in the WWE not that long. That was everybody's thing, was like, Goldust yeah. is gross. Right. And, and, and he's like, you know, your father, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, has a faggot for a kid. I mean, and that's... That, was that, re- that was recent, a, right? That was like... That was probably in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, he, you know, and, and it's funny because he like dates the youngest girls. You know, like right. it's funny the people who put it, and then you see his girlfriends, and they're all like, they're like, they look like you know believers and shit. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. But then I, I didn't know you're a huge wrestling fan. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Oh, gigantic wrestling right. fan. And then of course there was the famous Bret Hart promo where he's yelling at Degeneration X yeah. and screams to the entire arena. Everyone knows Shawn Michaels and Triple H are just a couple of fags. Yeah, but you. But, <laughs> You weren't offended then. No. no <laughs> that's I wasn't. what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, I have changed. No, you've decided this affects me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a, that's different than than being offended. You know what I mean? Everybody doesn't want to be fucked with themselves. Right. You know? But it doesn't make you PC at all. It just makes you narcissistic and worried about your own shit. Yeah, I don't want Jer- I don't want Jerry Lawler yelling it about me one day. Well, I think it's it's just so crazy because you- have you guys ever had David Shoemaker on the show yet? No, he's uh, he's a guy. He's uh, he he he's like the knows all the stuff about wrestling. He wrote this book, The Masked Man, which is awesome about all the deaths in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. But you have like a sport that's so incredibly homoerotic. <laughs> Right. And then so everyone who's in it has got to, like, distance themselves. They're like, yeah, I know I, like, bound a guy's legs together and pressed my ass against his ass for three minutes, but I'm not fucking gay, dude. Right. You Everything know? about it is 
is definitely 100%. Why else would you be doing Even what they're wearing from the beginning, yeah. they start wearing Speedos. Right. You know? Think like just naked. high school kids wrestling, they'd just be like all over each other sweating, and that's fine. But if they were at the lunch table and they like touch elbows, they'd just Boom, they'd freak out. out. Right. It was really funny. I remember years ago, I'm at this fucking pool bar, and uh, Hulk Hogan is coming. And who was always his buddy? The oh, butcher, uh, barber, Brutus. Brutus, Brutus, Brutus yeah. Beefcake. So, Beefcake. So, they're both coming up on jet skis, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they ride the jet skis up. And they, they're pulling the jet skis up on the beach. And they're both wearing G strings. <laughs> watch these guys. And they're pulling this thing up. And, you know, and they're both. You know, incredibly tanned, Jack. wearing G-strings, and just coming up and having some, you know, boat drinks. Right, yeah. And it was just like, hey, dudes. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, they, um, yeah, it's like if you go to, like, if you walk past any gay porn store in the West Village, everybody looks like Randy Orton. Exactly like, like, the way, like, exactly like what a gay guy's fantasy is. Like, any airless, of the posters in the window. Right. Tattoos in the right place. But Maybe you I know, am gay. Even isn't a lot of gay fantasies, Fez, of like getting smacked around and getting being forced to fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. The, so I mean, it's the like beyond the bottom. What? What's that? <laughs> what? What's that mean? <laughs> oh, you're did. saying it like we know <laughs> no, it. You don't. It sounds no. like a Werner Herzog documentary. <laughs> yeah. Beyond the bottom. <laughs> no, you're a bottom, but then you really want to be dominated. I don't see. I got power bottom as well. Power bottom. I don't, I don't yeah. know that. I so. Basically, gay bashing is a big part of the gay erotic experience. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the gay website that I go to to look at porn clips. Oh God! You know, and it's like a collection of different gay sites. Oh. Right. Most of them are like dominant, uh, you know, submissive sites. Well, I think too, most of like, the biggest fantasy is to fuck a straight guy, right? I mean, like most gay guys I know, they're really into straight dudes. They're not into, like that. Yeah, that's, that's a Finn Fez's thing. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the one a type. Because they're not in. into women. Because like guys who are feminine, they're like, this is too much like a chick. I don't want to fuck a chick. I want to fuck a dude. That's they why want, I'm gay. They, they want to fuck somebody who who's crying and saying stop the whole time. <laughs> when I had, when I was like looking for like just to put a sound effect, was in like of a gay people having sex this quick, and I was list, right. trying to listen to sound clips. It did not sound like these guys are enjoying this. It sounded like okay, this this they're like have to oh, do this. Oh, this is the promo hurts. that you did for our show. Um, it was like a while. I think it was like during okay. the summer. Like Why would you have it? Why were you fucking doing this? It wasn't for the show. It, was it was just for him. He's trying to think of right, an excuse of why he was looking at this. Um, here's Liz in Florida. You're on the Run of Fez show. Liz, go ahead, honey. Hey, um, I just uh, I wanted to just say hi. I, I never listen to your show because I'm always at work, and I'm on my way home from a conference, and I happen to turn it on. And the first thing I heard was Dan talking about, you know, a guy going down on him and, and, and trying it with a guy. And it, and I, it just woke me out of my coffee, uh, non-coffee, uh, you know, stumble. And I thought, oh, my God, how refreshingly honest. And then you started talking about the way women must feel when they go on dates and just generally walking around the world. Um, and I have to say, thank you. How great is the honesty on your show? It's a little I, too honest today. I just <laughs> say with Dan, it's, it's bypassed. I'd say that it was like um, bottom power next yeah, level. Beyond the bottom. The I said beyond power the bottom. bottom. Beyond, beyond the bottom. The bottom. Oh. Is that really That does sound like an expose. Did you make that up? I made that up. The 
Then why were you shocked that we didn't know what it meant? <laughs> It beyond the bottom sounds like a straight guy who went undercover as a gay guy. Yeah, and they did a book, <laughs> Beyond the Bottom. There, there was a book called Black Like Me that I read when I was a right. kid, and it was like in the 1960s. Some guy put shoe polish on and walked around down south, and then he got paid big bucks for it. But that we could do a gay like me, where you just go out act gay and see how bad you treat it. In the South. I'll yeah. do that at that oh, white yeah. pride parade. <laughs> I bet you can make like 200 bucks, 300 bucks. That <laughs> you way. think? Yeah. I would do it. Um, well, anyway, Liz, yeah, it did dawn on us that it's it's got to be terrible to be a woman because there's men on the planet. Well, you know, the thing is that it's not something I think about every minute of every day because you just can't go around thinking that. But But it's so nice to have some men sit around chatting recognizing that in fact this is a part of our lives and and yes and it's interesting i, well, I think it's really it dawned on us far too late in life that's for sure it's like i felt when we went to the apollo yeah. did, did well, you feel <laughs> see i found the i think harlem has changed so much the fact that you go up to harlem and no one thinks you're there to cock cop now is shocking to me that i think harlem's gotten so white that it's boring yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, when I was, like, looking for places to move still, I asked Chris, and he's like, no. Or was that the Bronx? I don't know. One of them, somebody, like, warned me, like, no, that's still a bad area. No, not, you didn't hear it on this show. I don't know who I was Harlem's talking to. really... Well, first of all, I think it's the most beautiful architecture in the city. But second of all, the amount of white people going up there now is just shocking to me. Refreshing is what it is. Well, see, I... I <laughs> Your generation has gendrified the world, and it's freaking Not people Camden. Out. Well, no. Well, there's there's no art scene in Camden that they wouldn't be close to. <laughs> yeah. But young people in New York will move into any any what would used to be known as a bad neighborhood, fucking around, just take over like goddamn cockroaches, and the next thing you know, there's Starbucks and the key is popping up. We, we like their music. Let's take over these buildings too. I don't know why, even, like, when I see even how far out some people live in, in Brooklyn, I can't believe it. I'm like, you're not even close. You're about right. Candom close to New York. Yeah, why do you even live in New York? You might as well live in Philly and just take the train into the city. I have no idea. Like, like we are doing something we love and we want to do. Yeah. So it makes sense why we would live in New York or L.A. But if you could get, like, if I wanted to do anything else that didn't require me living in New York or L.A., I would do it, like... I would not move out of here in a second, you know, if I could move to a smaller city or just... Wouldn't it be great, though, to have the kind of skill that you could take somewhere, like, I don't know, like you fucking want to make furniture or something, you know, and you'd be one of those guys, you could live in Vermont or Arkansas, you just get on the phone, yeah, you get your orders, and then you go out to your garage, I think that would be the perfect life. No, it'd be perfect. Perfect life. Yeah. You know, people say like, "Oh, you say that," but if you did it, you'd be bored out of your mind. I'm like, I don't do much now, anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. I go to shows and I go home, watch Netflix with my girlfriend. You, if, you know, but if I could make a fucking folk guitar or a canoe, I'd be like the fucking happy. I'd be looking yeah. at it all the time. You take more pleasure in like what you made because I took like a stagecraft like course in college, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, great!" It's because like, I I was kind of doing a theater thing, but you actually like making the stage and I was learning how to make doors and just building like steps that people would be walking up and just 
like you like okay i made i made this i did this and i like just working from just making nothing to something it even if you're painting something it like i felt like okay i could to I'd actually never physically I make something and i never even considered like taking shop or something but then you actually do it and learn it and you it's like wow this is fulfilling do you feel like you could be a woodworker though I have to like learn a lot more, but I surprised myself with I, how much I was able to do. Yeah, I would be t- a terrible. I would. The mine would have like staples in it. See, <laughs> that's tape. the thing. I think if I couldn't do it great, I'd be so pissed. You know, I wanted to do it great. Like I want to fucking make guitars and have Eric Clapton come in and go, "Thank you." It still plays into the fucking same ego I have today. I guess <laughs> this is amazing. Thanks to you, I was able to get my career back. I'm um, sorry, Fez. We stopped talking about gay stuff. Go ahead. What do you want to say? Cornhole and slapping. Chairs on what a is guitar. It? What's going to bring Tell you back sticks. in this? What if you could fuck a guitar with a fucking just a, a young kid strapped to it? What would it gay be? Gay guitar porn. Gay I just can't believe it. that you like how how so you've been gay for like five years or something. Yeah, we're basically. Not, like, we, like, no, where were you been living as a gay man for five years? He's just been saying on the air. Right. He doesn't live like I just see so you man. haven't hooked up with anybody. No. And What's no, the, how long has it been since you've hooked up with like a girl? Even like never. <laughs> so you're a virgin? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's gonna be. Uh, you got to get that. Yeah. You, you got to do it. Look what you walked into, then. That's crazy. Get out. You're just gonna become everywhere. It's always <laughs> it happens, like, explode. Yeah. It's like the elevator, the shining it's thing. Al- just, <laughs> it's always fun every time a guest comes in to see the look on their face when they finally figure out. This is a virgin because that's much stranger. I mean, you worry about being gay, but it's much more rare to run into a virgin your your age than a gay guy. I would then, think so. And people always say, "But he's a good-looking guy. He could have it." Well, I genuinely, it's crazy because I reacted the same way that like a Baptist would react around a gay guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like the way I reacted around a virgin. Like if I was like a really Republican Baptist guy, I'd be like, oh, you're gay. Oh, but you just said virginity. I'm like, oh, uh, I just got colder in here. I don't know what's going on. Is there a ghost in here? It's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine for me sometimes, too. Well, more or less, I've gotten used to it by now. But but it's not like you struck out with women or you struck out with men. You're doing exactly what you want to do. My feeling is he's asexual, and uh-huh. he should embrace that. I think if he would have embraced being asexual first, he then would be able to embrace being gay second. Well, you uh, jerk off, though, so you can't be asexual, right? Asexuals jerk off. Really? Mm-hmm. She has to get rid of it. Have you ever got, you've gotten blowjobs and handjobs from women or anything like that? No. Wow. That's crazy. One girl forced a kiss on him when he was younger and... <laughs> murdered her. Yeah. <laughs> and he murdered her. <laughs> <laughs> he left her for dead. Right. They won't see her on him. Actually, no I think it actually wouldn't shock me at all if you, you know, kept people in a pit somewhere. I'd say to the cops, you know what? I mean, I never was 100% sure. I had an inkling. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin. Yeah. Pit. What's that? That means I would have to take the time to dig a pit. That's a lot of work. Yeah, but I would see you doing something like that. I'd see, you know, you just fucking keeping parts in your house, like little trophies. It is crazy how much Buffalo Bill, how he had so many hobbies in that movie. Yeah. Where yeah. he digs this pit. 
he has a normal job, and then he has the he makes I guess the bump the locusts or whatever. Yeah, whatever he did with yeah. the locusts, cicadas, and he's a tailor, I guess. Or he, he's yeah, a he's a tailor. He's a tailor too. Yeah, <laughs> really, really and, talented. You know, and then he had that dog that he just doted on. Yeah, you know that takes up a lot of time. And he makes music videos, <laughs> and he had some Nazi stuff going on too. There were swastikas all over the fucking basement. Mm, yeah, but that's from living in the Midwest more than anything else. <laughs> This song's so song. fucking great. It's a great song. Who's this again? Um, there's a weird name. One Direction. <laughs> Q Lazarus. Q Lazarus. Yeah, this is the only thing they did? I know they've ever done. Yeah. The Q was a cabbie right around New York, and they discovered. Really? Yeah. And then this song just, you know, got picked from the movie. Maybe we need. To take this song and put Fez's backstory and just play it for guests <laughs> when they're in the lobby, so they won't yeah. be so curious. I, I, I knew that too. Yeah, I actually yeah. knew we that. Do he it again. doesn't fuck men. Doesn't fuck women. Funny mind is a super fan of the show. He told me that. And I completely Who's forgot. That? Hassan Madri. We gotta have him in. I think he's been on the show where he's he's always lied about it. He's done uh, interviews, at least phone interviews with you guys. Or oh yeah, well yeah. It's when he calls in a lot, I guess. Well, I'm gonna stop by. This is you, Fez. All tucked. This is the best part. Who says sir in a song? Oh no, sir. What? Very formal. Is this who sings the song? A black dude? No, yeah. It's a chick. Yeah. It's what? a chick. No, that's a chick. A chick has covered the song, but... Q Lazarus, the original is not is a dude, right, Chris? I thought it was I thought Q was a dude. Dude, how great would that e-card be if you open it up and it was Buffalo Bill saying, God, I'd fuck I'd you, would you fuck me? I love it. It says, Q Lazarus. <laughs> happy, happy President's Day. Q Lazarus is known for having a husky contralto voice before she was discovered as a singer. She worked as a taxi driver in New York City. No, is she transvestite? Unless they made a double typo. See if it's a transvestite. I never knew this was a girl singing this. It's weird looking at John Boehner's face with this song. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to admit something here since everyone's being so honest. I always wanted him to get I wanted Buffalo Bill to get away. I just wanted him to escape. He was one of the more likable serial yeah, killers. Yeah, like I fucking felt like he was really in pain. I could yeah. see all this shit that he was going through. But yeah. I, a lot of times I tend to root for the criminal. I thought he was going to yeah. get away. I thought he was going to blast her in the head. What a great movie, huh? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic B movie, too. There's nothing in that that's You're an right. A movie. It's a really fucking movie that should just come on late at night and no one care. You know, the two movies that are the, like, the best serial killer movies are that one and then I think like Zodiac. And Zodiac's like a completely different type yeah. of movie. Zodiac is a movie that I I can jump into anytime, yeah. any place. just hypnotizes me. Q Lazarus is a female and that's like one of the few photos people know of her. And after this she had like small singing things and then just disappeared. You're like a little journalist, aren't you? Like a little fact-based journalist. Getting into the to the media I was stuff. saying, uh, and you weren't paying attention, you were doing this stuff, but do you ever root for people when they're the underdog like he was, like the cops are chasing? I always root for people when the cops are chasing him, no matter, even if I don't know what they've done yet. Like, there's this, <laughs> like on TV, if you see... Like Sandu- yeah, I was like, part of the Free Sandusky movement. <laughs> <laughs> the Sandusky Truther group. 
But like, if you're saying like uh, one of those police chases, you'll. Yeah, like I put one on the eye bang. It was one of the craziest ones that I've seen. Like you see them just running, but rarely you see them carjack two people in the same video. And the whole time, I'm just rooting for this guy to get away from the police. Like he could have, like they could even probably say that he just shot some baby in the face. But I just don't be like, <laughs> is this the one where the guy kills himself? Thing. No, this just 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 happened that. He card. He's like he runs out. You always look so stupid running from a helicopter shot, right? You, you never look cool. She was actually, she was running. That's the lady he does carjack. He goes across the median, and he actually card. He's carjacked three people at this point. The first one had a kid inside. Oh wow! And then eventually. Uh, he cannot climb a fence. I guess he just got too tired from carjacking people, and he just gave up. and caught him, but... What do you think? That's 15 years? Oh, yeah. Even more, probably, because yeah. there's a toddler the first car he Oh, kidnapped. so that's, that's a, you're catching a kidnapping charge for that. Uh, I'll tell you this, though. I will agree that in a, a trial, I always feel bad for the defendant, because it's not fair. You know what <laughs> I mean? Just like here, a bunch of cops chasing one dude. You're naturally going to go for the fucking guy, and a... A, a trial is like the state of California versus Bob Cassidy. You're like, oh, come on. The only time you don't is if they're a banker. Oh, yeah, white they, collar. Yeah, like when they and they just answer on like the most scummy <laughs> ways possible. Um, here's Dave in Washington. Go ahead, Dave. Buddies. Uh, speaking of serial killer movies, um, there's this movie called Confessions of a Serial Killer. Yeah, it's about Henry Lee Lucas. It came out in like eighty eight, eighty nine, something like I that. I saw that movie. Yeah, it is so fucking disturbing. You know the part where uh, his mom drags those fucking roughnecks in out of the oil field and yeah. starts fucking. That that is a crazy fucking movie. Yeah, is it Henry Portrait Serial Killer or something else? Confession. What's the name of it? Confessions of a Serial Killer. Um, some of these movies that you see that you'll see why people got fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like what they did with uh, with Darth Vader to show that things were fucked up before he became Darth Vader. It was better in the beginning just to know there's Darth Vader. He's pure evil. Not like so. This little, wasn't his fault. Someone yeah. kidnapped his mother. The yeah. same people. Yeah, the crazy ones are the ones who didn't have a fucked up family. Like Jeffrey Dahmer didn't really have a fucked up family. At least that we know of. Yeah. Um, here's uh, Alex. You're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie Fezzi. Uh, hey, guys, just want to say thank you. Uh, over the summer, I called you guys. My wife and I were going through a particularly tough medical situation. And you guys kept us laughing, and you kept us happy the whole time. And, and I tell you that we heard a miracle today. We, we heard our child's first heartbeat today. And it was something they said would never happen. And I had to share it with you guys because the whole time, you kept me laughing. And you kept my wife laughing. And just thank you guys for being there and just being so funny. Congratulations on such a great day. Thank you, Ron. It's all a right. great, great day, man. Thank you. You know, when you hear oh, from well, people... That was nice. Yeah, you hear from people all the time that, you know, they found out they had brain cancer and they went through the treatments, they were listening to the show, or they lost a parent, and we were there for them. And I just always would like to just say, that's never our intention. Yeah. Well, we don't give a fuck. But when you find out something like that happens, that nice. it's nice. It's a nice yeah, thing. Yeah, that's happened to me like once, where yeah. it's nice. I always wanted. I was thinking how funny it'd be at the end of it if, if it was just a plug. And he goes, and I just know you can save a ton of money on car insurance. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wait a second, this is bullshit. 
Thanks. Well, we're talking about talking about car chases right now. I don't, who's, what's, who's screening calls back there? Uh, you ever see that car chase of the guy in L.A. watching it? I think it's up on the iBang. It's my favorite. Oh, the guy who's watching the car watching chase and then TV the car and it comes by his fucking house. Shit. It's the best fucking car chase yeah. video ever. And it kind of goes to show us like how nuts our world is now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like literally being on TV and not on TV are the same wow, thing. Wow, that's fucking nuts. Particularly in this neighborhood in Midtown, almost every day you're walking by somebody being interviewed or they ask you if one, you want to be uninterviewed and you're like, no. No, I don't. Just walking home. Yeah, New York is the only place. In L.A., they're like, yes, sir. <laughs> we get out my, my uh, tap shoes. This actually looks like... That is insane. That is the coolest thing ever. And you just know when you got your wires on your windows like that, you fucking. This is not a neighborhood you want to stay in long term. Times are tough. <laughs> yeah. People must have just gotten away, like, at least half the time before helicopters were invented. Oh, yeah, man. Like, like Bonnie and Clyde, you yeah. would just fucking rob a bank and everybody would be like, I don't know. They left. They were here and they left in a car. But now, where... Yeah, I mean, John Mulaney has a bit about that. It's, it's like really rare to even hear of bank robberies. Like, no one tries it because there's not much money in the banks anymore. Yeah. And you get an automatic, like, five years. Well, I heard of, I heard of this in... Uh in New York, that there is actually a bank robbery every day, but they don't report it because they don't want to encourage more of it. And, and also because 99% of them get caught, so they're like, why don't we not make a big deal out of it? Well, the that I, I didn't know that. But I don't know if it's true or not. I, I just looked it from, up online once. So. I know this from the truth with the bank. If someone has your credit card and they're using it, They'll never get around to telling you. They'll go, okay, we'll take care of this. Well, who got my card? Who was it? Don't worry about it. It's all done. It's yeah. taken care of. They right. will never tell you whether your cousin had it, whether the guy at the fucking you know, bodega took your number. They're just like, it's done. Well, if I rob the bank in the city, there's cameras everywhere. Like, oh, how am I going to get away? Run down to the subway, cameras there. Then they track yeah. you if you have like a getaway car. You just catch the license plate with the camera on the building. Or well, they've whatever. got the die that explodes and the money they give you, too. So you're walking down the street all blue. But yeah. even that, I mean, people are hip to that, Fez. But even that doesn't happen anymore. It's like anyone who would rob a bank is like, there's better things to rob. And I heard that there's also a thing where you can ask for a certain amount of like, if you ask for a certain amount of money, it's the difference between like five and fifteen years. Yeah, or something like that. But uh, wouldn't you like to pull off a bank robbery? Wouldn't that be like a fucking so, cool thing? Uh, plus, it's like if, as long as no one dies, it's like. Uh, it's like just like it's like what I'm robbing Bank of America. Those guys are yeah. fucking foreclosing people's house. Who gives a shit? But it would be even better if a couple people died. <laughs> <laughs> Dog Day Afternoon is one of the best movies ever. <laughs> um, the, I think that most men wish they could pull off some master fucking crime, and it's weird. Like 
how many movies do you think that you've seen about art thieves? Right. And yet there's no way to move that. Yeah. You can't sell a fucking painting that you just stole from MoMA. There's no one that would buy it. Drug dealers, that's the, it. Yeah, and some guys just sit there with a Mona Lisa. It's like the same guy owns like the same guy who owns the Bengal tiger is the guy who <laughs> buys buys the stolen painting. Um are you a basketball guy at all? I used to. I kind of got out, you know, just like this, uh, the, especially the, the whole Carmelo going to the Knicks thing, like, left such a poor taste in my mouth. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, the Dolans in general kind of, like, bother me, but I mean, I like it. I watch it during the playoffs, you know. I'm like a casual You're a March Madness guy? Ca- oh, no, I'm not at all college. You just, well, you know, aren't I'm a front we runner, to, baby. Is Phil Jackson supposedly coming to the Knicks? Tuesday is supposed to be the day that he officially signs. They have a verbal agreement as of right now. That's crazy. But he's coming in as like a Parcells, right? He's not yeah. like... He's going to be the president. He'll fire... What's his name? And then I heard they're bringing him here for one fucking reason. Because King James will follow him in, they said. Holy shit. That he's shit. been talking to LeBron James. He gets here. He brings him from LeBron James. Carmelo's fucking gone. Forget about it. It's done. That would be incredible, and huh? they And re- they rebuild the... Of course. How many years of LeBron do you think has left? Like eight? eight? I'm going to say four to five unstoppable years and then have, right. you know, another three years of Kobe play. I'd keep the Knicks coach, though, because he does his thing where, like, the, the team's, like, has a few players who are just awful and don't even try on, like, defense where they just do some terrible layup. Yeah. And while they're running down the court, he'll just give them this look. Like, they're not even looking at him, but... Like, he cannot believe what they just did, how just stupid of a play they did, just standing there slack-jawed at them. Here's Adam. Adam, you're on the Run of Fest show. Adam, we got you, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Hey, hey thanks for having me on. Hey, uh, you guys were mentioning earlier that, uh, you know, Fez came out a couple of years ago being gay. Um, I don't know necessarily his situation, but it got me thinking. I knew a few people, obviously, growing up that... Uh, kind of came out of the closet and, uh, and uh, said that they were gay. And I noticed that a majority of them, they spoke normal, but over time they uh, developed this speech pattern where like, the, like they, they almost want it to be known that they're gay, like, you know, through a list or, you know, the real, um, uh, I guess, a different tone than they once had. I was just wondering what Yeah, but is. see, I don't know if that happens ever, because even remember when you were like a little kid and you would meet people with that lisp. And the only, like, it doesn't matter where you're from in the country or the world, that lisp kind of travels around. You got called gay long before you knew you were gay, right? Right, yeah. Because and, of lisp. Yeah, and it may be a situation, too, of once those people came out, in this guy's case, that maybe they quit trying to butch up their voice. I'm a, I know, I always hated the sound of my... If I heard my voice on an answering machine... And I would think, who is that woman calling my parents' house? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just sounded awful. It sounded like a woman. Yeah. Do you feel like you're a woman? No, I don't feel like I'm a woman at all. But why do you say that though? You you think you're effeminate? Yeah, I'm effeminate. I think I sound. I I don't think I sound manly. But do you feel like you're womanly? Um. Yeah, I, all right. I, I could see that where it's maybe I'm um, uh, into the stereotypes of being a little bit more emotional. I, I think it's a choice of words, too. I don't know what that means. Like maybe I will um, 
use more flowery speech or more? Name one. Um, I call a lot of people sweetie. I've, I've but that was that. only after you've came out. Yeah. That's like an old lady thing. Yeah, yeah. it is more old lady. But you also say bro and dude sometimes. Do yeah. I? You used and to that say sounds bro. ridiculous, yeah. right? Coming out of me? Kind of No, does. not really. It's whatever you're doing. But you used to say brother all the time, like Hulk Hogan. What's going on, brother? You did. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Did you see um, the, the lady who won the Oscar for Frozen and her... Uh, I guess her husband. There's yeah. no way that that guy's not gay. I, I saw that and I was like, I see that in so many men. The most stereotypical gay musical theater relationship that I've ever seen. I've seen so many men. Some of you even work here. They go like this. I gotta get home. My daughters need me. And I go, wait, what? <laughs> you fucking. So your head. You guys adopt it? No, my wife. She'll get bitchy. <laughs> uh, I I can make up like Paul Schaefer. As a wife, yeah. I thought that he was gay. Martin Short. Marty Short. But then wife. there's people who are just effeminate and they're straight, too. You know. Yeah, and in this case, I think there's probably more than are even gay. Yeah. That's always funny when you're effeminate straight friend. It's like, oh my God, she sucked my cock so well last <laughs> After that, she started eating my ass. <laughs> <laughs> then I made her wear... I made her wear a Ryan Felipe mask. <laughs> I don't know why that's my go-to reference. Uh, up on the iBank today, comedian who changed my life. Who's the comedian today? Ted Alexandro. Oh, let's take a guess. What comedian he either saw growing up? I saw. I cheated. I saw. Oh, the, you saw it? Yeah, it was on the. It was who on the was computer. it? Uh, am I allowed to say? Yeah, go say it. Louis C.K. Ted's great. He's like one of the funniest guys. Well, we had him in before. I think he's amazing. Yeah, terrific guy. He's actually scary funny. There's some people that are funny, and other people you're like, wow. And the nicest guy I've met in comedy and like stuck his neck out to get like people more money in the New York club scene. He's like just an all around great dude. That's not supposed to happen that way either. No. You're not supposed to be a comedian and a good guy. You're supposed yeah. to backstab the other comedians and then <laughs> try to fucking ruin them. Like, yeah, I talked to the club owner for you, but they didn't. <laughs> they never said right. a word. Well, yeah, you got a free advertiser. Have a good night. <laughs> Dan, thanks so much for stopping Thank in, Thank you so dude. much for uh, having me. It's, it was great to be on the show. You guys are You're awesome. You're a wild Thank man. You. I'll see you next time coming in. Fez, plug away. Dan St. Germain playing Pittsburgh's Improv. The Pittsburgh Improv, March 27th through the 30th. You can hear his podcast, My Dumb Friends. That You can hear that at allthingscomedy.com. Dan's also going to be on Best Week Ever tonight on VH1. And he's got his new album, Bad at the Good Times, coming out on June 10th, dansaintgermain.net. Thank you. See you back here Thank again you guys. soon, buddy. I would love to come on. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much. Fuzzy, wrap us up. we got to get out of here. Thank you so much. Make sure that you go to theinterrobang.com. Your chance to join the madness. March Madness, the bracket contest is there. Sign up today. This election show is this weekend. So go ahead and get signed up. Then fill out your brackets. Make sure you're in there. That's it for the Ron and Fed Show. We will be back Monday on St. Patrick's Day. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. This show was brought to you by Afro and Friends. You can get other high-quality Opie and Anthony-related audio from the website afroandfriends.blogspot.com.